and that's I think gun strength. It's like there's right. never there's never a cheap death, even when it is played for laughs. Yeah, right. I mean, I mean to take it even further, it's James is establishing the premise like right off the bat with with like the tagline that became the final tagline for the promotions of "Don't get attached." And we are live yet again with another episode of The Keeg Live. This episode where we're talking about The Suicide Squad, the new movie, the new James Gunn DC Comics movie that just came out a couple of days ago. There will be spoilers in this episode, so watch the movie either on HBO Max or in theaters and come back here and listen to us rant and rave and talk about it. Now, if you're watching this live, you're watching this uh, live stream on volume.com slash The Keeg Show. Volume is our number one uh, platform that we stream to. And then we're also streaming to twitch.tv slash The Keeg Show. But our number one platform is volume.com. That's where we're drawing the chat from. Um, so if you guys want to chat in the audience, feel free. We will interact with the chat and uh, uh, talk to you accordingly. Uh, or you are listening to this on our podcast, uh, our Keeg podcast, uh, that's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, our Heart Radio, SoundCloud, Google Play. I think those are where we're putting the podcast. So either way, if you like just listening to our sweet, sultry voices, you can listen to the podcast. Or if you want to see the faces behind those voices, um, you could watch our live streams at any point. Once again, I'm your host, Dimitri Pereira. This is brought to you by the Keeg the Geek Channel, but I can't do this alone, so I've brought to you the two top people for the task. And the fact is, I got them out of prison. I got them out of prison. This is their Suicide Squad mission. Uh, first, we have uh, we have writer Trevor Reese. Trevor, how you doing today? Doing good. Uh, glad to be out. Glad to have been broken out of prison. Um, yeah. Don't ask why I was in there. Let's just, <laughs> let's just say... Problems were dealt with. That's, okay. that's all. That's all I'll say. That couldn't mean uh, anything. I don't know what that exactly. What would that exactly. Mean? Okay. Exactly. That's. I'd like it. To, I'd like it to stay that way. That mm. it's just like you don't really know why I was there. Um, yeah. But I'm doing good. Um, I am in a new place. I have moved. I have moved since last I was on the Keeg. Yeah. So still unpacking. Um, I don't have all my fun artwork that I usually have behind me. Yeah. But um, I will eventually. Okay, that's good. I, I yeah. like um, I like the fact that we all have uh, green screen backgrounds, and yours is of a prison. It's very apropos. Yes, I um, I'm in my. I should you know what I should have done is put up a couple uh, little X's savant style. Yeah, uh, up have. on my background. Should have. Yeah, it does. It does look like. Uh, I am speaking to you from confinement. Yeah, yeah. Um, let me introduce my next guest, who I also uh, got out of prison for this two-hour mission. Uh, for the next two hours, these will be your brothers and sisters. Um, we got we got comedian slash writer slash Batman enthusiast uh, hero Carlisle. Hero, it's been a long time since I've had you on the show. How's it going? Yeah, it's- How's your sentence? It's it's uh it's going good. I can't complain. Um, you know, uh, I will tell you exactly what I did. Um, uh, from the mean street of Gotham, you really only have one choice, 
and that is yeah. to join a criminal enterprise. So I picked the Riddler. That seemed like the safest option at the time. Um, we did the some Riddler. ludicrous plot. Yeah. You know, all you got to do is you just got to wear green and like rhyme and stuff. It's ridiculous. Um, yeah. I immediately yeah. surrendered. I got 15 to life. Um, and I've been living on the government's dime in prison ever since. It's been a pretty cushy gig. Um, but now, now I'm here. Uh, excited. So I go. have a, I have a couple questions for you guys. Uh, well, Hero's a big fan of the Riddler. Trevor doesn't seem like a he's a big fan of the Riddler. Is there some I, like no? It's like the Riddler gets caught all the time. The Riddler never has has had like a successful <laughs> like spoiler alert. Hush is the is the Riddler's like biggest scheme, um, sir. sir, and. Like, I think it's a, if you're going to be a henchman for a guy who's always uh, going to be stopped by Batman, like, I feel like, like, I, the penguin would have been worse. Like, yeah. comic book penguin. Comic book penguin, not Danny DeVito penguin. One, I wanted to get caught. That was being in prison is better than living in Gotham. That was, okay. that, that was the joke I was making. Okay. Two, <laughs> the Riddler's first appearance in Batman the Animated Series is if you're so smart, why, why aren't you rich? And he's the only villain to beat the Batman and not get caught in the whole animated series. Oh, and, then, well, and then he gets touche. caught later, right? And then he gets caught in his next appearance. Yeah. <laughs> but! Also, like, Frank Grissom. Uh, I think that's the actor's name, right? Uh, the, yeah. The, yeah, from uh, '60s Batman, he was amazing. Oh, he's he was incredible. incredible. He's, that was that's incredible. probably my favorite Riddler. Oh yeah, yeah, love the Riddler. Uh, hey, uh, follow up, follow up questions. Follow up questions. Uh, anyone watching or listening to the podcast can't see Hero's goatee. Hero, I would have assumed you would have you turn your goatee into the bat symbol. Have you tried that? Um, the best I can do is a Nightwing. So. Okay. Oh, is that the? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I see it. (laughs) That's the best I can do as a Nightwing, and 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 this is this is blood. This is Bloodhaven. The 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 chin strap is Bloodhaven down here. Okay. Okay. All right. Fair enough. That's him swinging swinging into his city. (laughs) (laughs) The city Uh, man won't even save. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, on today's episode, we're obviously going to be talking about the Suicide Squad. We're going to be talking about how good or bad. Could it be bad? Who knows? Maybe we're super excited for a bad movie to talk about a bad movie. Uh, we're also going to be talking about other bad movies or good movies that DC has, has, has done. Uh, and then we're also going to put together our own Suicide Squad for a sequel. We're going to we're gonna uh, wax poetic, as they say. And uh, 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 I don't think that that factors in here but uh we're gonna come up with our own team given our extensive comic book knowledge literally between the three of us we're gonna put our minds together and come up with our own suicide squads that we would see in a future suicide squad movie and you know maybe we think about like where the dc universe is gonna take it from this point on um what were you guys' thoughts going into the Suicide Squad. Not we're not even talking about the movie itself, but like seeing the trailers, the trailers that I posted before uh, uh, this episode with the countdown clock and everything. What were your thoughts going into this uh, movie? Uh, Hero, you want to go first? Sure. Yeah. Um, 
Well, my general thoughts were uh, Warner Brothers sure feels really confident about themselves having never successfully done this yet. Like the closest they've ever gotten was Wonder Woman, which they immediately biffed with Wonder Woman 84. Like, <laughs> like oh. they've, they've never, and even like Wonder Woman, like Wonder Woman is fantastic. Like Wonder Woman stepping out into the no man's land, beautiful, iconic scene. Act three, the entirety of act three, complete and utter nonsense. Like just, just nonsense. Yeah. And so like, so like even their best movie is a 75. And, and they're like, and they're coming in swinging hard. They're like, from the deranged mind of James Gunn, the greatest cinema act we've ever done. We're so goddamn great. Welcome to the Suicide Squad. And I'm like, wow, that's a lot of, that's a lot of energy to throw out. Yeah. Warner Brothers. Yeah. I mean, uh, this is, this, this is a, a, fi- a, a film <clears throat> division that has steel in its catalog that has like some like even before like superhero stuff became something they had some real big biffs uh and the the batman series like famously with the 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 turn from joel schumacher like they have really like honestly marvel's only real big like whiffs are the low budget films of people trying to maintain the rights that marvel foolishly sold them like those are the the only bad movies, real like really unwatchable, like fanta- the 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 two Fantastic Four movies, like not the '90s ones, uh, the Jessica Gabel ones, like they're not the best, but they're not unwatchable either. Yeah. And DC, yeah, you're right, has like really whiffed it. Yeah. Like just yeah. like straight down the middle, perfect pitch, and they just then like, whoo. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I enjoyed I thoroughly enjoyed Shazam. I thought Shazam was great. Yeah, is Shazam a good movie? No, uh, by any stretch. It's it's enjoyable. It's fun. I watched it on an airplane for free, and I would encourage people to watch it. That is the <laughs> ideal way to watch Shazam. I okay. airplane for free. Really? <laughs> I I, I love Shazam. Well, I'm not saying you can't love it. I'm just saying it's not that great. Like it has some great performances. It has some great jokes. But it also relies on like, hey, don't think about this too much. Like it's actively okay. like it's its whole premise is like the plane's going down. This might be a parachute if we hope. And like like someone took a, a, a someone took like an old lady's dress and jumped out of the airplane, and that's Shazam. They're like hoping that it turns into a parachute, and then it did, and they're like, cool, we'll make four more with like the rock. <laughs> It's like you guys are fucking insane. You guys right. are so insane. But to 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 DC's credit, The Rock has been cast for a long time. But also, like that's DC's thing. It's like you've cast The Rock, and where the hell is his movie? Like, yeah. And, and but also, like, right. you're gonna start with Black Adam. Like, I re- I remember very uh, vividly uh, uh, Comic Con. Before the Green Lantern movie came out, before we knew how much of a train wreck it was going to be, but I think also after the suit had been revealed. So it's just like the red flags were waving, but we hadn't seen the movie yet. And someone had gone to the Green Lantern, uh, uh, like panel, and I was talking to them, um, because I was at there for something else, 
And he was saying like, oh, we know what the plan is. They're going to do Green Lantern, Sinestro War, Blackest Night. Like Blackest Night is the third movie. Like the yeah, reason that's... Blackest Night is amazing is because it delves into the richness of the history. It's right. not something like you're going to have two cat, like two movies worth of people come back to life. Like who gives a shit? Like, well, this is well, the that, same, this is the same. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, this is the same franchise that their second film was the dark Knight returns. Yeah. Slash death of Superman. Slash yeah. death of Superman. Let's combine them and make them both terrible. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Right. So, um, no patience. I just thought it was funny. Oh, sorry. Uh, Trevor said Steel was in their catalog. I thought you were saying how they poached James Gunn from Marvel. No. I thought you were ah. Steel was like, and that's how Steel's. It... That's how they do it. Who steals? Oh yeah, no. steal it. That that was another thing. Like the the promotions leaned so much heavier into. Hey, do you remember the time that Disney fucked over Marvel like two summers ago? Do you remember that fiasco? We made a film as a consequence of that. You should see it. Yeah. <laughs> that was the whole marketing. <laughs> but uh, but to that right. same end, like you can really see that's in the movie itself. Yeah. That this is. It like it's it very much is a James Gunn movie because it's it's James Gunn's story in a way. Yeah. Like these conservative uh, masses came against him, cost him a job, and for like a brief second, the guy's just sitting there in limbo. Like, oh my god, is the is the is the ride over? Has has my past come back and just killed me? And basically, when he got fired, every other movie studio is just like, no, come work for us, please. Yeah. Please. And like you can see a lot of that in this movie's storytelling. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and I think I think that's the, the the greatest strength of this film. And I and you can actually see it in the marketing. When I was watching like even the first teaser trailers, beyond the the spectacle of it, I saw the truth, which was we like there was like a almost a, a self-acknowledging apology and like a wink and like like an acknowledgement of their own stupidity of, of Warner Brothers admitting that they fucked up their own franchise. And they're like, yeah. we're stealing the best <laughs> guy from Marvel to fuck our franchise for us. That's our only solution. Come watch. And it's, it's brilliant. Yeah. Because like that's the direction they should go in. It's the direction that they kind of started to go in with with Shazam, where the strongest thing about Shazam is they don't talk about the rest of the universe. They just have fun with Shazam. The best part of uh, Birds of Prey is they don't talk about the rest of the universe. They just have fun with Gotham. Like the best parts of Aquaman is they don't fucking talk about like anything but Aquaman like they're starting to figure out oh maybe we should have fun with these characters that people have had fun with for 65 years and like right. James Gunn they, like they, they literally said what's like James what do you want to make I want to make a Suicide Squad movie because I yeah. love Suicide Squad they offered oh, wow, what a great idea they offered him like they offered him like you want the top tier you want the top shelf whatever you want it's just like no Suicide Squad that's yeah. that's, that's, that's like it, it baffles my mind that that Warner Brothers as an entertainment industry, which is so possessive of their intellectual property that people like uh, like uh, Paul and Dini couldn't put like 
characters into their animated shows because they would conflict with live action releases would also give someone like Zack Snyder, who openly admits that he did not read comics growing up, does not particularly like Superman as a character, and philosophically disagrees with the notion of altruism as a concept, fucking Superman three fucking times! Like, what is wrong? Like, hire someone who likes Superman. There are tons of people who like Superman. There are tons of directors and writers and actors who like Superman. Like, it's not hard. You literally did it for, for the fucking TV show you just published, you morons. Yeah. Like, what is wrong with you? Uh, what's wrong is the morons, more so than Snyder, right? Like, yeah. D- like, like, and this so is- I'm not mad at Snyder. Snyder's a mercenary. You hire him to do a job. He yeah. literally tells you, I'm going to tell this story. And they went, okay, right. cool, whatever. We don't care. Right. Well, they get mad at him. To quote Bloodsport, uh, I'm not going to tell you my liabilities. I'm not going to freely share my liabilities. <laughs> exactly. I'm not going to freely share my liabilities. Uh, to me, D- DC's big problems is there is there too many cooks in the kitchen all the time. They, yeah. they don't have a singular mind looking over this like Marvel does with Feige. I yeah. get it. Feige also is not a director. He is a producer. So understandably so, you can't take, and this is something that I've talked on my TikTok, is that like you can't take James Gunn and be like, all right, James Gunn, do the whole DC universe. We shouldn't yeah, do it all. We, can't, we shouldn't do that for here, because although I love James Gunn, it doesn't, it won't work. But also Snyder doesn't work either. And they try to get Snyder to do the whole universe. It doesn't work. He's he's a director, well, he's not a producer. Directors have styles, and well, a whole universe they were gonna have should Nolan not have a style. Well, that's what I was gonna say. They, 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 they sort of, because of the success of Marvel and like Marvel's growing universe, but then the singular vision of Nolan, like they basically hitched onto that in the same way that like all of a sudden Man of Steel became the launching pad of the universe when that wasn't its intention. Like all of a sudden Nolan's viewpoint and perspective was like the foundational thing of this universe. It's just like neither of these were built to be launching pads or to be templates for universes and for DC to, or Warner Brothers to like insist that it is, is ridiculous. Like, but also like, I mean, the, the, the TV shows, the CW stuff has like their task force X stuff got sidelined because of the last suicide squad movie. Yeah. Um, like, but they also like, but they also took six seasons of uh, the flash eight seasons of arrow however i think it was four seasons of legends um and then did crisis yeah and then then four seasons supergirl like they had four shows they had four things all building and offering up stuff that they could then pull into one thing and it was just like say what you will about the execution it's a cw show so it's like you're gonna get what you're gonna get like but like that was a really cool, pretty faithful adaptation of Crisis on Infinite Earths. Right, and Black Lightning was there too. And Black Lightning, he was, yeah. like second, he was like second season, I think. Uh, yeah, that. but like they 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 met the same as Marvel. They like Iron Man is like ludicrous in like how much it like takes the time, like compared to Endgame, like how much it takes the time to establish 
the rules and establish the reality and establish that this is a fairly normal thing. Exactly. Same as Arrow. Like, that was, like, this is a grounded thing. Like, this is just a... Barry Allen's introduced second season as just CSI. No real implication of, like, metahuman stuff and anything. And then it successfully pulled off Crisis on Infinite Earths. After, like, eight years later. Yeah. It's because they had a singular mind behind mm-hmm. that universe, right? Atlantic, and Atlantic. right. And so, and then also, it also helps that basically the top WB executives, they don't care about animation. So they don't meddle with animation. They don't meddle with TV until they can see TV being as lucrative as the movies. Why? It's just they want the money, right? They want to be able to like get their name on that on that on that new superman movie that's all they care about that's why dc animation and dc tv to an extent is uh good dc animation has successfully built two universes before live action has done it once yeah because the dc animated that the bruce tim and then I, I know I'm a I feel I'm in the minority in liking the the DC animated movies like as a whole as a universe. That universe? Like that whole, yeah. yeah, that's a whole universe. That's like oh, eight, yeah. 19 movies like yeah. And like it's, it's a little like, too edgy for my taste, but I appreciate it. Yeah, but like they've done it twice. Yeah. In in our lifetime we've seen it successfully done twice before right. before the before the before, the, before Literally millions of almost billions of dollars invested to do it on the big screen. And they haven't done it. Total failure. I just had this abject failure. I just had this image of 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 this this guy holding a a big platter of food. And he's like, I'm gonna take it to the table, but he slips and he falls. (laughs) And yeah. the food's everywhere. Well, he, it's, he it's gets fucking up. Kevin gets from up. the office. It's Kevin from the office with this big bowl of chili. Right. Right. <laughs> you know but what? He's getting up and he's he's trying to salvage the food to take it to the table, and he still slips. And that's DC <laughs> movies. Is this whole thing of like ah? You know? Honestly, what DC movies is to to use their own imagery against it is the Joker lighting a pile of money on fire. Like that's yeah. what that's what they are. Like, they've been chasing, like, I think James Gunn might be the first person to not be chasing Christopher Nolan. Yeah. I mean, like, aside from Shazam, maybe, and but, like, Patty Jenkins, like, there's a lot of Nolan tones. A lot of Nolan. In in the first, especially in the first Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman 84 could have used a little bit more of it. Um, I don't know what was going on. What was going on? But yeah, we're not we're not here to further that discussion. But yeah, but like James Gunn is the first person to not go after that holy grail after everyone's been doing it for fucking ten years, and he did it with David Dutch Dutch Malin, famously in Dark Knight, uh, The Dark Knight. That's true. Wait, what? The polka dot man, David Dutch Dutch Malin. Is uh, uh he's oh, Rachel Dawes. He's the, I don't know how to say his last name. I don't, oh, uh, that's Malch, Das Malchian. Right? Das Malchian. Das Malchian. Das Malchian. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, I was like David Dutch Allen. I was I, I, I David was Dutch Allen. I was like no. Dutch. He's isn't there a guy in Predator named Dutch? Yes. That's Arnold. That's Arnold. Oh, that's Arnold. Yeah. Okay. Because okay. he's yeah. Dutch. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Um. 
uh, yeah, I mean, uh, oh, uh, what was I, where was I going to go before that, like, derailed the, my whole thought process? Uh, you're right, uh, Trevor, about chasing Nolan. And James Gunn knows he's there. He's just, he's there as far as he knew one movie. He's there for one movie. He's going to put his art on screen. But what I think that this whole thing proves is that art is, is not separate than comic books right like 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 people diss comic books and it's juvenile and these stories are it's a genre and it's not a genre comic books are a medium right and so like james gunn is proving that you can be an artistic director you can have style and substance right absolutely and and like why not why can't this movie win an oscar well this one uh it's yeah not good enough to win an oscar but it's okay. a lot of fun. It's a, it's a hell of a lot of fun. Uh, Let's get into it. But I think, what, it. I think what James Gunn did, the kindness that he showed Warner Brothers, is this same thing he kind of proved with Marvel. Not that Marvel needed to be, it to be proved, because Marvel had already kind of proved it, but he, like, solidified it, which is that the superhero genre is, again, like, a nebulous thing. That yeah. you, you do your own thing. Because Guardians of the Galaxy is so abstractly different as a superhero film from the rest of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It is it is so only loosely connected to the superhero genre in the sense that Thanos is there. Like, they're not superheroes. They don't have a city that they protect. They don't fight for truth and justice. They're, they, are, they are intergalactic bounty hunters. Like, they, yeah. that's, that, is a, that is a space opera. That is a yeah. sci-fi. They're mercenaries. They're mercenaries, yeah. right? Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so like, but it is still a comic book movie as it is based on a comic book, but it is not a superhero movie. Uh, so James Gunn did that for Warner Brothers, but even harder. He was like, you don't have to chase Christopher Nolan. They don't have to be dark and gritty. They don't have to be part of the Snyder verse. They don't have to be this one image. You can have... You could do something completely different. You can do a Gonzo. Uh, uh, what, what is he? What is his style of film? Like trauma? It's not trauma. 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 Yeah. yeah trauma. This, this is the most tr- like of of his mainstream stuff. This What's is trauma? the most trauma. It's the the film uh, production company that uh, he basically cut his teeth on. Yeah, they like, did. Okay. Uh, they did Toxic Avenger and things like that. Yeah, uh, Lloyd Kaufman is. He has a cameo in the bar. Um, he's but he's, the one. He, He's the one dancing with the, the the old guy dancing, and you could kind of see him. And you're like, "Who's that guy?" He's yeah, like, okay. Paul Stevens. Um, I met him uh, like really briefly because uh, I I stopped by the tro- again another Comic Con story. I stopped by the Troma booth one time and like was just getting to know like their their people. Because for the longest time, I had on my my old laptop, um, the like I had a Troma sticker on it. Oh, nice. Like a, like a bumper sticker from Troma. And so, yeah, I've like, James Gunn has been kind of like a little bit when I was like kind of thinking like, oh, I think I want to be like a director. Like before I realized like, oh, no, that's not that's not my bag. That's yeah. not my deal. That's not where my focus is. But like James Gunn was like someone I, I kind of learned about and saw um, because I had seen like Troma because Troma was like low budget and like some, able to, you know, make movies. Um despite being like removed from like the mainstream. Um, and yeah, James Gunn, he like, I think his first movie is Tromeo and Juliet. Yes. Like, Tromeo and Juliet. Yeah. 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 He's like, even be, like slither and super, even before all those, like he did even crazier stuff. Yeah. Okay. 
uh, uh, James Gunn to me always seemed like he's like the punk rock director, right? Like he's the alt director, right? So like he's going to do things a little different. But like he always seemed, at least from what I've, the limited James Gunn movies that I've seen has heart, right? Or has, yeah. a, oh, has yeah. a point. Yeah, there's a kindness to all of his films. He explores, he, he explores kindness and brutality. That seems to be like something he really likes to explore, which makes sense yeah. given his uh, trauma film roots. Mm. Um, uh, I've only seen Guardians, I think, one and two, as far as James Gunn is concerned. Uh, oh, you need to watch Super. Super I, is Super is pretty intense. I, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> Super is pretty intense. I don't um, know whether I want to watch it. Slither like, is a lot know. of fun. Slither yeah, is a yeah. lot of fun. Slither yeah. is a How great. How fun is fun? Uh, it's a horror comedy. It's a lot of fucking fun. It's got Nathan Fillion. It's got Michael Roker. It's got um, Elizabeth Pam Banks. from The Office. I can't remember her name. It's got Elizabeth yeah. Banks. That was well. That was yeah. uh, Jenna Fisher. That was back when they were married. Yeah, that was Jenna yeah. Fisher. That was back when they were married. It's got, it's got all of his regulars. Um, it's got, it's got all of his like. You know, who's who's, you'll recognize everybody. Yeah. Uh, great comedy. Um, very, you can see a lot of stuff that he uses in other things, like even even the Suicide Squad. Uh, Star of the Conqueror has a lot of references to the Slither aliens. The Slither aliens themselves show up in Guardians of the Galaxy 1. They're in the collector's collection. Oh. So, okay. I, uh, yeah, there's... It's a it's a fantastic it's a fun inversion of the uh, of the eighties B movie uh, body horror uh, invasion uh, genre. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. It's there, a fun and there's some some gross practical effects. Like I'm thinking of. Uh, oh yeah. The, the how how the slither creatures sort of come. It, like become a problem is gross. <laughs> I'm good then. I'm good. Okay. Uh, going going into this movie, I'll tell you. I I love comic book movies, right? Like I love them. I love these characters, and I know by virtue of the Suicide Squad, just the premise alone, these characters are going to die. So I went in knowing that these characters are going to die, and it's I knew that James Gunn, being uh, his, you know, the director, and it's going to be rated R. It was going to be brutal. I don't like gore. I will deal with it as long as it's not scary. I can't deal with, but like, I'm on edge the whole time I'm watching this movie, being like, at any point, you know, like, like, oh, Trevor and I will be having a conversation, uh, and then suddenly, like, I'll I'll turn to Trevor and be like, I'm a superhero. <laughs> <laughs> what you say? I said, I'm a superhero. Yeah. Uh, I, that one was a little that one, that, that, one, one, was coming. that one hurt, but I didn't know it was coming. Like, I didn't really clock it in the trailer, but in the movie, yeah, as soon as he said, I'm just like, fuck. He just, yeah. he just sh like, we're, we're obviously not at the, the full climax of it, and he just showed he has a power that could take down Star yeah. Like, Yeah, oh, he can beat no. See, I even knew it before when he said, um, my mother tried to make us all superheroes because then I remembered in the trailer, he very iconically, they used it in every one of the trailers. Yeah. I'm a superhero. Yeah. Then I'm like, Oh shit. He, like when he yeah. says that he's going to die, something is going to invert that, that, that success. Right. He's going to have that because the whole thing is like, he's a failure. And so he's going to have that grand moment. And then it's going to be classic James Gunn. He's going to suck it right <laughs> out from under us. Right. And sure enough, but it, it still was great. It was it was still a great. I loved I loved Polka Dot Man. I thought he was perfect. But like 
I, I was watching some stuff that like was like looking back at Suicide Squad, the, the, the first one. God, just on every level, like I can't like it, this is a better movie. And like it comes down to okay. character. It comes down to the characters. Like characters. Uh, like uh, Rick Flag is the most emblematic thing. Like Harley Quinn, like Margot Robbie has that unlocked that like she hasn't really like she's like a like really like a Robert Downey Jr. level Tony Stark like perfect casting. Yeah. Um and so I think she's just whatever she's in, like we saw in, in uh Suicide Squad, then Birds of Prey, then now this, like she has a real good lock on it. But Joel uh Kinnerman as Rick Flag, like that shows the like difference in uh, David Ayer and James Gunn's ability as directors. Like, yeah, the fact right. that this is the exact same character with the exact same actor, and it is such a wildly different, far more engaging, compelling. Yeah. Like I can't. Like, I. Figured, I was sad when he died. I figured he was gonna. He was gonna bite it. I figured he was like Boomerang was just like all right. Obviously, Jay, Jay Courtney was just like there for a day. It's just like yeah. But like I felt like okay, Flag's gonna be the the. When everyone's worried about Harley Quinn, Flag's gonna be the one to actually bite it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I cared. I really like. I I was just like, damn. Like I liked Rick Flag. I was hoping he would make it. If it was last, if it was last movie's Rick Flag, wouldn't have given a shit. Yeah. Guy let June Moon destroy uh, mid Midway City. Yeah. <laughs> who who did you guys think was gonna make it at the end? Oh, I ha I did. Uh, let me pull it up because I got four wrong, but I posted on Instagram my full okay. prediction. My my full prediction, and it, it's really simple. My full prediction was everybody would die except Harley. That was my full. That was my uh -huh. my full prediction. I thought they were gonna go that because in the trailers when you see Bloodsport and Ratcatcher having a moment, I'm like, yeah. okay, there's gonna be a moment where there's a sacrifice. There's gonna be something. I thought, and yeah. Then, no, everybody dies except Harley. I I didn't think they would kill Harley at all. I didn't think she yeah. has yeah. she has so many more movies in her. They've already they've already announced that she's attached to so many other projects in the Good. DC universe. So Good. Yeah, no, she's the strong she's the strongest draw in that whole fucking universe. Yeah. As long as they don't overdo it, I want more. I want more. Birds of Prey, I loved. I loved Birds of Prey. I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna say something bold and daring right now. Uh -huh. I can explain it if you want me to. <laughs> uh oh. Birds of Prey might be the best live ad action adaptation of Gotham City ever. Yeah. Yeah. Ever. Like not There's the best Batman, touch. but the best yeah. Gotham City. Like yeah. Ever. Like yeah. I. I I, I can I can listen to that argument. I can I'm I hear you. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I I remember the first time I watched that movie. And I'm like, that's it. They did it. They did it. That's Gotham. Right. That's Gotham. And and like it's so Gotham because then it's like I believe that that is the Gotham that would create a bat a, a Ben Affleck Batman. Right. That makes sense. That fits in. Got but it. that's also the same Gotham that would create a Jared Leto Joker. Like it all fits. <laughs> it, it, it's right. like this doesn't. This is a perfect. This makes perfect sense. I brought it. Here's the thing about the Gotham and Birds of Prey, and it's something that I've talked about on a past episode of The Keeg. Look up the Birds of Prey episode, anyone uh, who's watching or listening. But basically, uh, 
uh, Gotham used to be, hey, here's a gargoyle. Here's a random bank that if you show the bank, it's going to get robbed. Here's the, the police station. And, and like, that's it, right? And in Birds of Prey, there's a bodega. There are shops and carts and a, and a, and a, and a, like a, like a uh, farmer's market or whatever. Like, there are people living in Gotham. Gotham's a shitty place to live, but at least we see this, that it's an actual city and it's not just a set. And it's not, the reason for Gotham existing is not to push the plot forward. Gotham is a character. Here are its inhabitants, you know? and even more so than than Joker too, because Joker really is is in Gotham City too. But like Joker is uh, Chicago, like it's uh, it's the the Nolan uh, yeah like one. But yeah, like we really do see like day to day how people live, and like no movie ever really has done that. Yeah, like you're right. Yeah. Like it, it's it's the bank, it's the police station, and it's whatever set piece party Bruce Wayne's at like that's and chemical plants as far (laughs) as the eye could see but those are all plot related right like no it's you know you don't you don't see Batman like like somebody robs a jewel like well no these are all plot related Batman doesn't run through a Macy's or something you know what I mean like he doesn't run through a fucking yogurt land like we never see that well, I mean, we don't want it to turn into like Power Rangers where they're saying Krispy Kreme at the time. <laughs> as, as, but, someone, but also, as someone who's wait, real quick, as someone whose first job or well, second job was the first ever Yogurt Land, put Yogurt Land in things. And I don't care. Get I represent Yogurt Land out of your mouth. <laughs> All right, moving on. What I'm just gonna say is, is what I what I really like about Birds of Prey's depiction of Gotham is you before you either had two extremes you had the either completely ludicrous uh you know uh gothic nightmare of burton and and uh well just burton you know you well, had, uh, schumacher like schumacher took it gothic people. yeah it, it, beca- it becomes the the gargoyles are turned into greek statues but it's still the same like larger than life yeah it's 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 yeah, a like yeah, German expressionist nightmare, or yeah. you have Nolan's and Snyder's. Uh, this is just Chicago. Like I, I, I have no creativity. I want to strip the like the more the older I get, the more I go. God, Christopher Nolan's Batman's are joyless fucking experiences. They are joyless. It's just like, hey, that thing that everyone likes as a kid. Let's just strip all of the joy out of it. Yeah, because like, we're adults now. And adults have to be serious. You're a and man adults have to now. Be serious. You're not yeah. a boy. He's yeah. embarrassed that these are based on comic books. Christopher yeah. Nolan straight up embarrassed. Yeah. Is embarrassed that they're based on comics. But but the Gotham of Birds of Prey, like not only does it feel lived in, like like the the, where the final set piece where where Black Mask confronts uh, the Birds of Prey. That's that's uh, amusement. That's that's amusement. Uh, amusement mile. That's from the comic yeah. books. It's the rundown amusement park uh, pier from Gotham, and it looks like it fits. It's not. It's not like a gothic nightmare. It's not something out of Tim Burton's nightmare. It looks real. It right. looks like oh yeah, like a shitty part of New York would have that. I believe that it's real, but it's also a little heightened. It's also a little absurd. It matches the characters. Like the bodega is a little stylized. Like I don't buy that it's a real bodega. I buy that it's like a comic book bodega. Like it's like I'm seeing something heightened, but I, it fits with 
Like I have this theory that's percolating in my head that's like the DCEU without Snyder or like like the anti-Snyder verse. And it's like, what if we just had Shazam, the Suicide Squads, and Birds of Prey? And like, that's it. We just watched those. And we just called those like, that was the DCEU, like the Harley verse. And that's it. We just had those. Like, that'd be such a fun experience. Like, wouldn't we all just love that? Like, they'd be pretty good. We'd put that on a different level. We'd be like, those are pretty good. I Like, even yeah. as, be, as terrible yeah. as Suicide Squad was, as, as terrible as Suicide Squad 1 is, if you remove it from everything else, it's just, like, fair to Midland. But, but much in the same way, like, Ragnarok elevates Thor the Dark World. Like, you can't, like, now, now with Loki... And 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 Love and Thunder coming out, we're gonna have to watch Dark World and go like, oh shit, I actually kind of like Dark World. Like it's not that bad. Like we're gonna watch uh, Suicide Squad one and go, man, could you imagine if it was good? Like I really liked. There were parts yeah. I really liked. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's like um, I I feel the same way with um, God, I totally just lost my train of thought. Um, Age of Ultron. No, uh, the Hydra reveal uh, elevates Iron Man two. Yes, because of um, because, because of, of the like center. Find, because yeah, you find out Gary Shandling's Hydra and just like oh, okay, like, <laughs> being the way he is. Yeah, um, and so yeah, like th- that's I definitely agree that you kind of have these films that like they elevate a great film will elevate a bad film. But at the same time, a bad film will just tank any interest in any good ones. Yeah, it's, it's like, true. Yeah. But, but my, my theory is, like, because in Shazam, you don't see Superman, but they talk about him. In, like in the, they have the yeah, you have headless the, you have the, cameo. You have the headless cameo. In, in, like, in Suicide Squad 1, you, you see Batman and you see The Flash, but they're very quick, very minor cameos. In, in The Suicide Squad, they reference Superman, but I think that's about it. Yeah. Uh, and, in, and in Birds of Prey, they reference Batman, they reference the Joker. I think they might reference Superman. It doesn't matter. Uh, but I kind of like that. Like, I kind of like that. Like, that would be an interesting inversion of, like, a counter to the MCU is, like, what if the DCEU was just, like, the bottom tier guys? Like, the they talk about the big guys. They... Like you hear about them, but you never see them. Yeah. Like you never see Superman. You never see Batman. You never see the Flash. You never see those. You just are dealing with the low tier guys. Right. I think that could be fun. That'd be like I mean, they'd need to do more movies like that, but are we to assume that you'll never get a Superman movie again? Like we just I mean, I don't Superman? I don't need another Superman movie right away. Like as no, like not the, right only, away. the only Superman movie that that's worth anything is any um whatever they do with the, the black Superman concept. Like, yeah. I don't know if they're doing Val Zod or if they're doing Cal, Calvin uh, Ellis or, or just Clark Kent's going to be black, like whatever. Like that's the only like reason to do another Superman movie. Yeah. And hell, like this Batman, like Robert Pattinson, it might be great. That thing might be amazing. I'm but, not like, excited for it. I don't like, yeah. I, I, I saw the trailer. I saw the, tra- like, was it a new trailer attached to this movie? Or is it the same old trailer that's been attached? It's the same old trailer. Yeah. Like I, I, I realize I'm not excited. It just looks like Nolan verse again. Yeah. It's, it's meaner than the Nolan verse. It's like it's like the Nolan verse, but like on crystal meth. Like yeah. Like, like less polish. 
it's, it's the, also like the thing that like probably the most ex- exciting slash different thing in the trailer is when Batman beats the shit out of that guy. Yeah. <laughs> like it's just like that. Doo, 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 and then just like that keeps going. Like it's just like it goes like five punches too long. Hilariously. Yeah. But that's kind of like that's emblematic of what it's going to be. Yeah. yeah, it's just like we're gonna get like I'd 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 rather see the Batgirl movie like rather than another Batman yeah. like yeah. Um, and 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 they're putting J.K. Simmons in that one, which shows that they mean for it to do well. That's wait, J.K. Simmons is gonna be that's yeah, and not Jeffrey Wright, which is yeah, which is also or like, could work either or like, could work yeah, with casting work. of Batgirl, but I want to okay. see like. I want to see. I'm okay, with J.K. Simmons being down with the swirl. Like I'm just. I'm sure J.K. <laughs> this is okay with being down for the swirl, but I'm okay. I'm okay with Kamish being down with the swirl. I mean, but Jeffrey like, I, Wright or J.K. Simmons, whatever. Yeah, but like I, Jeffrey Wright. Like I mean, he's the best thing about Westworld. Still, like he he's kind of the only reason to still watch Westworld. Yeah. Um, but like I I want I want I I think he could bring the father warmth of like I want to see his I want to see his father depiction. But like yeah. it probably isn't him because it's young Batman. It's like how they right. always make Spider-Man like this obsession with like making Spider-Man a high school student. Yeah. It's yeah. like Stan Lee graduated him in 27 issues and then they kept him in college for 200. Like Spider-Man trying to pay his rent living in an apartment in the They'll city. get there. Hit. They'll do it. They're just waiting till later. No, Tom, I know, but, Tom Holland has to grow up, I guess. Yeah, they do. No, Tom Holland still looks 14. They're smart. Kevin Feige doesn't want to step on Toby Maguire's toes. Yeah. But like, but I'm saying, but I'm saying like there's this like belief that like, oh no, it's like this is the way to do it. It's like, no, I'd rather see some progression or something different than just rehashing the how it's supposed to be thing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, let's let's talk let let's talk about our thoughts about the movie and moments that we we liked. Um from the get-go, we start off with Savant in the Suicide Squad, right? Mm-hmm. And uh you're setting up Savant to be the audience's like like eyes in, but at the same time, like I don't know, some people were, were surprised that Savant died. I was not surprised. Not were at you all. guys surprised? Were you guys no. surprised about any of, the, of this team? Like, I was surprised Weasel lived. <laughs> but, uh, but I would say that that was the moment I was fully on board, and I think I saw what Gunn's vision was, was when Weasel drowns. Yeah. Like, it's just like, did any, like the whole thing. Yeah, did anyone that, check if the Weasel could swim? Was like, <laughs> yeah. okay, I'm in it. I don't like, care what happens. It has a blank check for the next two hours. I like I I feel aside from like the wittiness of the 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 script. Like up until that point, it could this could have been a David Ayers. So it yeah. still could have been David Ayers right. Suicide Squad. Like aside from like you know it's it's snappier, wittier, better dialogue, and like shot and like lit, properly lit. Um, yeah. But like that's but like up until the weasel thing, like that was when the tone was fully set. Yeah. Um. A, a side note about this movie: there are a lot of things that I can objectively say are funny, but I get sad about and I can't laugh at it. Uh, in this movie, 
uh, it, it's just tough sometimes to watch because I rewatched most of it on HBO Max, and I, I I'm I I, I can't I, I don't find the weasel thing funny, and I know we're se- like it, it's not bad. I'm not upset at it, but like when he's drowning, I feel bad. I, and I can't no, but that's, laugh, and that's a He ate 27 children. <laughs> I know. His MO is he eats children. That's his whole yeah. motivation. Yeah. Put him He's down. a giant Rick, anthropomorphic weasel that eats children. Yeah, Rick Flagg did not down. say any adults. <laughs> like, it's all children. No, but but no, it, it is. That's that's Gunn's strength. It is sad. The, yeah. the humor of it is the reaction. It's Rick Flagg. Like, what the, like... We just, you just made me kill this guy. Like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. and then, and then the people's reaction in, in the booth, the people in the chair, like, that's the humor. Cause it, it is, it's really tough to watch. Like, you see him swarming and then, and then you see Savant, like, you see Savant's character in, in pulling him out and everything. But yeah, no, it is, it is a sad yeah. moment. Um, and that's, I think, gun strength. It's like, th- there's right. never, there's never a cheap death, even when it is played for laughs yeah right i mean i mean to take it even further it's james is establishing the premise like right off the bat with with like the tagline that became the final tagline for the promotions of don't get attached um it's an inverse of save the cat you know uh weasel being an anthropomorphic animal-like figure that can't speak we we are drawn to it we see we we develop attachments to it even though they I say, hate him like, he sounds like a piece of shit i hate him but the but you look at him and you're like oh he looks yeah. like a dog john gun's performance like and as he's pitifully yeah. sinking under the water and then savant goes to save him and you're like maybe there's hope maybe he's gonna cough up the water and he'll be fine yeah. it's the save the cat moment literally foundational in screenwriting no the cat's fucking dead it drowned Welcome yeah. to the Suicide Squad. They're all not making it off this fucking beach. And yeah. then they, they to hammer that home, Waller, that was a diversion. Everyone on that yeah. beach was supposed to die. Even right. Harley Quinn. And Rick Flagg. And Rick Flagg. Yeah. And Rick Flagg. They were all supposed to die. People online said they were put on that team because of their betrayal of Waller in the first movie. Oh, and absolutely. Waller- 100%. So they're just cleaning, they're cleaning house. People from the old movie and these losers, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, you could definitely pick up that that team is the cannon fodder team, like, from the trailers. Like, I went in, like, every, like, sorry, sorry, oh, Boomerang's on the team. Sorry, guy. Um, I I like Boomerang, too. He's such a good character, and I wish I saw more of him. But, oh, dude. Flashpoint, Flashpoint. Who knows yeah, what will happen with Flashpoint? I don't like. I don't want oh, Flashpoint. I don't. We're want getting Flashpoint, whether you want it or not. Yeah. But again, you're you're starting with goddamn Flashpoint. They have <laughs> what to. The they hell? fucked their universe so far. They yeah. have to. Like, but it, but no it's, again, like you're jumping to the end. You're introducing all of these characters by jumping to the end. What are you doing? Um, that, yeah. But yeah. yeah um, well, but it's then, almost like incorporating Parallax into the first Green Lantern movie. Who would have yeah. thought? What? But, I mean, Jeff Jeff Johns is is his tiny little fingerprints are still on this because behind uh, Double Down is the villain who's oh, behind yeah. Calendar Man, and that's a stupid ass Flash like Edge uh, like Edge Lord. No, the guy's stupid. He's like. 
Yeah. He, yeah, it's, yeah. But it's a Jeff Johns creation. It's a Jeff Johns character. He really yeah. tried to make it. He really tried to make him work in the comics. Never took off. Tried to bring him in the Arrowverse. Didn't take off. And now right. he's relegated to being behind Calendar Man silently. I don't think. I mean, Jeff Johns has so many good creations that I don't think he's trying to really push double down. But okay. No, he like there. I, he really thinks double down is like, uh, like a great villain. He really like that's it's a weird thing. It's just like for whatever reason, he just will not fucking let that guy go. <laughs> um, it's so cool. Uh, he peels off his skin and it becomes playing cards and he throws them. Right, it's magical, it's magical <laughs> based, but yeah. Uh, though those guys didn't have power dampeners, like he didn't have a power dampener in that scene, but yeah. uh, polka dot man did. Um, uh, l- let's talk about the deaths on the island real quick and then we can move on to the main, the main team. Um, I was I was sad to see Boomer go. He got like the sticks into him, and then he that knew was, he was gonna die just off of that. And then he was just like, uh, and then the they hammered it home. They really wanted you to know he is not coming back. Every character, yeah, every character. Well, no, him in particular because they they like had him get hit, then they had him get smashed, and then they showed you his arm, and then like it blows up. It's like nah, there is no part of Jai Courtney that is coming back for Flashpoint. Which means he with Guy, yeah. Guy Courtney is 100% coming back for Flashpoint. 100%. Uh, but, but same with Rick Flagg. They showed the CGI of his heart being stabbed. They were like, fuck, this is it for him. That's it. But he, he died. He's not just stabbed. He, di- he dies in the Ostrander book. Like, that was something I, I learned, know. like, after the fact. It was just like, okay, like, and, and, and like, my previous uh, exposure to him is uh, New Frontier. Um, he has a really cool. Um, he's in the first. He's in the first couple issues of DC's New Frontier. Oh, New yeah. Frontier. Sorry, I was yeah. also thinking about Infinite Frontier. But yeah, yeah, New Frontier. No, no, no. Yeah, in New Frontier, like he's one of the, he's one of the POV characters for like the first two two or three issues yeah. before he dies. Um, and yeah, like it's that's Rick Flag. He's almost like a, a Gwen Stacy, where it's just sort of like he if he is brought into other media, it is to eventually see his death. Like. Yeah. Mm. He's kind of a character who gets like, he's not going to make it. His his death will motivate uh, a, yeah. a, a narrative change within Peacemaker, I imagine. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I 100% we'll, we'll think see. so. I, I hate Peacemaker. Fuck that uh, guy. You're supposed to. Peacemaker's the yeah. fucking worst. But, yeah. he's so, but John Cena is oh, the Oh, he's so best. great. Nailed <laughs> so it. Great. Absolutely fucking nailed it. I thought they were going to go with a Drax type of interpretation where he's dumb throughout the whole thing. No. Because he's dumb in the beginning, kind of. Yeah, he's just like, if there was a bag of dicks and the whole beach was dicks, then he's like, <laughs> that whole thing. But then, like, he wasn't. He, he, he very had... Smart. He's yeah. very yeah. literal. Oh, yeah. God. I love I love the tit-for-tat one-upsmanship uh, kill fest between him and... That's another Love scene. Court. I cannot watch that again. I tried watching it again. I was like, I can't watch that. I can't uh, watch that. The payoff to that of, like, that it's doesn't so count. And that's showing off. The only thing that matters is when you show off. <laughs> Damn, he's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, but everyone knows uh, it does. Yeah, if you're, whatever you're showing off is dope as fuck. It's like, God. <laughs> yeah, but I uh, that all, the the whole movie is just set delivery, setup delivery, setup delivery. Like everything, like so much is properly set up and paid off, 
and done and so much showing and not telling that that's the real real sin of suicide squad is the first one yeah this is this is katana i would advise not being killed by her her soul can well uh, her sword traps the souls of all it kills like show me that didn't show me her once, just having one thing in a damn movie. Yeah. You show never me, do. Or show her swinging a sword, and then we see some smoke or something come out of a body, and it goes into the sword. Boom, get it. And then he could say that, just like, oh, that's what that was. It was a soul. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but like. Yeah, all you have to do is have Jay Courtney be like, hey, what the fuck was that? And then, like, yeah. and then he's like, oh, that's a soul. Yeah. Sword that's steel the soul. Yeah. Whatever. Um,. But this, like, God, this whole movie is just, I, I again, like, the, the characters are motivated behind everything. And, like, Peacemaker, too. Like, I like, um, the pay, my favorite bit, I know you don't, I know you don't like the gore, but my favorite bit in the, the camp scene is when he yeah. does the. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, that's just guy. nonchalant. Like, that's just such a hilarious move like uh, yeah but like i uh i remember the first time i saw predator me and my friend scott were like seven or eight and we laughed our asses off during the whole uh like clearing of the camp before they meet the predator and like the the, the thing they like show that these guys are badass and that's why it's gonna be crazy that the predator kills them because they just destroyed an entire village laughing our asses off and i feel like the the scene in the camp and this one was intentionally that yeah and not um because yeah the uh, it's it's entire like and and then when we get rick flag uh like the reveal of it that's just like oh like i knew it. as soon as like you're going in just like oh no rick flag's not in any danger <laughs> he is fine yeah and they I, are I fucking up yeah, why, why, why haven't my men alerted me to your presence? <laughs> I didn't see anybody. Did, did uh, you see anybody? We didn't see anybody. Uh, right. <laughs> I, t- I imagine they were my mom and I killed them. <laughs> uh, I think uh, a good example or a good thing about this movie is that each character is clearly defined. Yeah. Where in it, like in a lot of other movies, any any sort of movie, you deal with the characters do what the plot asks them to do as opposed to making the plot work around these characters the characters define the plot the plot doesn't define the characters right yeah and like and we realize that like just like robert downey jr's iron man that iron man characterization is different than the comics at that point then they go back and they change the comics and change every iteration of iron man uh, uh from that point onwards to be smarmy and just like that like that, that wise-ass kind of Robert Downey Jr. style, uh, these characters are so unknown that they don't have to stick to it, uh, uh, what these characters were in the comics. Who, who, the, who the fuck cares? Who the fuck cares that, like, Polka Dot Man in this is not the same Polka Dot Man that's in the comics? Like, yeah. he's not. Yeah. His, his, his powers are not. He's not. And who cares? They're like, well, what, whatever he was, he is not that now. He is this. This is the character. This is Bloodsport. This is Ratcatcher. This is King Shark. We are, like, this is Peacemaker. Like, they do that, and then we see how these characters interact, which is so much better. Yeah. Yeah. You know? 
it takes a lot more work, and I think that that's why other movies don't do it in the writing and, and with the revisions. Also, if you revise a movie like this so much so, then you end up having the plot determine the characters as opposed to the other way. Yeah, around. well, there there was a there was a great quote. Uh, an, uh, a reporter asked James Gunn why the Joker wasn't in this Suicide Squad. And he said, because it didn't make sense for the Joker to be in the plot, which I think tells you a lot about the the how James Gunn's relationship with Warner Brothers was compared to like David Ayer's uh, relationship right. with Warner Brothers. Because structurally the two suicide squads are very similar to each other. Like the team formations are very similar. King shark is killer croc. They're essentially the same characters. Harley Quinn is literally the same character. Bloodsport is, is uh, dead shot. Uh, uh, this one peacemaker and Rick flag are both Rick flag. Uh, Boomerang is uh, for, for this one. Boomerang would be, po- uh, well, no Diablo is uh polka dot man. Uh, but okay. you kind of you have you have the same kind of characters like Polka Dot Man and Diablo are both like I don't want to be here I'm kind of a sad guy kind of character you have the same kind of character as like, but this one is a character piece an ensemble piece that explores the characters the other one was an event piece that just happened to have characters doing stuff in the background yeah right. And that was the mistake that that David Ayers made. And you know he'll 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 talk up and uh, down about like his version of the film is is considerably better. Until we uh, you know see it, we'll never know. Yeah. <laughs> but it's uh, I mean it's also like the Snyder cut was better than the theatrical movie, but was it a good movie? Like, yeah, was it a good movie? No. It's like the the bar you have to clear is is it better than the theatrical cut for a lot of these? It's just like. Yeah, but that doesn't make it, it. I I was uh talking to someone who like actually knows uh James like um and he was just saying like it, it and I I hadn't really thought about this but it's so true like it is so like tactless of David Ayer to be forwarding the Ayer cut while and like trying to jump on the success and like talent of james gunn yeah like david Ayer, because sui- the 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 20 because 2016 suicide squad is now back in the public pop- popular consciousness because james's far superior movie yeah. he is now taking this opportunity that he has a little bit of spotlight on him and trying to forward his agenda but it's like dude like i this the the suicide squad makes me like i could give a shit i am never ever going to like watch 2016s ever again like this movie is so good that just like if i have an itch that i want to watch a crazy wacky villain movie i'm gonna watch this like i'm never like this so supplants it and like david Ayer is like that movie sucks it sucks so bad and I didn't really realize how much it sucked until this movie came out. Yeah. 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 Uh, this inspires, like, I think this could inspire everyone, uh, DC, Marvel, everybody, to start, like, not, I, I hope they don't learn the wrong lesson. The wrong lesson of this is... They will, but... Rated, rated <laughs> movies, let's go crazy. DC could be inspired yeah. to do the wrong thing. For example, 
DC, when Wonder Woman came out, they get uh, for as far as I know, they gave Patty Jenkins most like of the say in stuff, as far as I know. Um, and uh, maybe they meddled here and there, but for the most part, they didn't really meddle that much. Uh, and then I, I would assume in eighty in 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 eighty four Wonder Woman eighty four. Either they meddled or Patty Jenkins went off the reservation, and I can't figure Patty out. Patty Jenkins went off the reservation. Yeah, I think yeah, the, I think they had a trust in her after the first one that they they backed off. Yeah, and it, she's coming back for the third. So what the what the hell's doing? I think it's a lot of money. Yeah, I think it's because the paperwork was signed before '84 came out. <laughs> like okay, but then the question is, how much will WV meddle with Wonder Woman three? A you know, lot, yeah, probably <laughs> a, a fucking hit. lot. How but much then, is how much is Lucasfilm's gonna meddle with Rogue Squadron? A lot. That's, <laughs> like, that's what I was gonna say. They shouldn't they like they they got Patty Jenkins after W uh, uh, Wonder Woman eighty four, right? No, they they signed her to Rogue Squadron before everyone signed her to stuff before eighty four came out. Eighty four okay. was supposed to be her big swing to the fence, and it was like, oh, so you need someone to guide you. Ah, okay. yeah. Um, you you need you need your hand held. You need your um, hand, which need, is fine. Some, some people, directors need their hand. Do some yeah. people do? And it's just like and 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 you you get something better. Like Jack yeah. Jack Kirby needed Stan Lee. Yeah, they, they never independently. I mean, the, the fourth world, whatever. Like, yes, it's amazing. Blah blah blah. But like, they never made anything good or as popular. Or as anything when they broke apart. Yeah. Like yeah. Jack Kirby needed someone to help his hand. And he is the foundation of comic books. Yeah. And he needed a handheld. Like there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. But like, but then you have someone like James Gunn, who's just like so confident. But he's had his handheld for a long time too, by people who taught him how to go it alone, like how to right. not need your handheld. I think that's what separates him from a lot of other directors. Self-regulation. Yeah, he he was he was taught, he was mentored by a lot of really strong-minded people who had the foresight to be like, you will yeah. need to be on your own at some point, so you need to have this self-management, you need to have this self-motivation and, and control over it. And well, like we've seen, like... like the 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 movies he's done have been like really well done. Yeah. Like the 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 stuff the stuff the like dark spots on James Gunn's um resume, if there are any, I mean um like but they are the ones that he's not in control of. Mm -hmm. Like he wrote the Scooby Doo movies and you can have your opinions about those. Brightburn, Belko, like when he's just producing or just writing and not in the chair, like it gets a little sloppier, but like the stuff he's in control of is like tight. It's, it has, it has a focus. I heard like, I was told that he, um, he doesn't shoot a movie until he has it entirely in his head. Like yeah. soundtrack shots, everything like, mm -hmm. the, I, um, I love, I, 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 a friend of mine has a theory that the, the title cards, are the distinct that it's actually comic books that this is i, I checked it out it's there's 10 so it's a 10 issue mini series <laughs> kind of the structure the storytelling structure of it i'd buy that a 10 issue comic book mini series i was um, gonna say i was gonna say chapters or episodes of a tv show yeah 
but like, but it kind of, it, it works out like, um, but what I noticed is the now, um, it, when it cuts back and it has the now in the leaves, the practical effect is the now. The digital, like the, the onset is the now spelled out in leaves and the digital effect is the scattering of it. Oh. And like, and, and it looking like it's like looking like it's scattering of leaves and that it transforms into it. So they were, tra all the digital effects is to transform it into the location that it actually was on the day of shooting. Like you can see as it's panning past, like that's real sand. That's with real leaves. So he had, that wasn't something that came to him post-production. That wasn't something that came to him later on or was something that was something he had it in his mind that that was what the shot was going to be on the day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, I mean, there's so much that we've tackled. Uh, <laughs> I mean, there are a lot of really good moments in this movie. The final act, I mean, that just keeps going and going. This movie's long, right? Well, it's two hours, 12 minutes. Like, it's pretty, yeah. fairly long. I'm sure the first Suicide Squad movie was like an hour and a half, right? Like, It, it feels long because it's a five-act structure instead of a three-act structure. So it it's what are the painted. five acts? Well, the, the five acts you have you have the you have in this. the what in this movie? What were the five acts? How how would you break down the five acts? Well, you have you have your intro, um, and then you have the uh, that would be so it would be the uh, the landing on the island and then the setup. Okay. Then you would have the rescue of Rick Flag. Um, and that would be, uh, then you would have the Harley Quinn plot. Then yeah. you would have the capture of, uh, the thinker. Um, then you would have the, uh, Jotunheim. Jotunheim. And then you would have the conclusion. So those are the five acts. Okay. You know, Avengers is also five acts. Typically all of the Avengers films are five acts. Uh, you know, um, Maybe for grander, more epic is it? Is, is that what it is? It's to get I, a more epic feel is to do five acts. Well, comic books typically are told in five acts, you know, like, uh, so it, I mean, that's why I six issues. Like, yeah, to go back to Trevor's theory, I think he's onto yeah. something with uh, James Gunn modeling it after uh, like a like a like an arc, you know. But also, like I think five five acts serve ensembles, like big casts too. Yeah. Um, okay. Like that's like Shakespeare's traditionally like five acts, and that's because they usually have big casts. Yeah. Service, and so yeah, the story structure of a five act is usually utilized for like bigger casts. Yeah. Because you, you're you're going to be telling the story differently. Um, you have to service so many more mouths. Yeah. Five so, acts is also in in sitcom structure too, right? It can like they be. do a they do a five act uh, like even a half hour is like a five act thing. Yeah, yeah. In in that context, you typically still have the three acts, but they'll have like the A plot and the B plots. So right. you could break it down as a five act, but you know you could also call it a three act, but with like different plots. But it's the same yeah. thing. You know, it's like yeah, you know, yeah, different ways of describing the same thing. But uh, it, it does feel a little longer, but it never feels slow. Like there's never part yeah. the, the the films. Right. The film starts off running and it never lets off. Like right, yeah, right. Um, give me a quick second. I'll be I'll be right back. Um, but uh, continue talking amongst yourself. Is that are those your doggies? Those are my doggies. Okay. <laughs> um. So, 
I like I loved the um the whole thing. Okay, here's a question. Maybe we can pose this to Dimitri. Did you clock that it was Taika Waititi in the flashback? Or I did. It, so you you saw that you saw that during Ratcatcher's monologue, you you clocked that that was him. I did. I, I did not. It wasn't until the flashback when they're on the tower that I noticed that he was Taika. That the the second one. Well, yeah, because I saw Taika Waititi's name in the opening. Um, I saw his name in the opening, so I was like, because they hid that one. That one was not announced that he was going to be in the film at all. So I was like, okay, I'm going to keep an eye out. Is he going to be a voice? Is he going to be a character? So then when, when it, you know, we're, by that point, we're two-thirds into the film. I haven't seen Taika Waititi, and then we get that flashback, and I'm like, oh, okay, we're seeing who the rat catcher is, and then it was Taika Waititi. I'm like, oh, okay, that makes yeah. sense. I was actually surprised that he didn't have any lines. I was like, wow, that's a, it's a really impressive use of Taika Waititi. And then we got the second flashback where he did have lines. Yeah, but all, honestly, I would say that his last line is the theme of the film. Oh, 100%. That's yeah. like, that's totally theme stated. Um, I had it pointed out to like, I thought like every single person in this film is, has a redeeming quality, even Starro. Like, yeah. Even like, cause we see, like when we meet Starro, it's in the context of as a captive and Peter Capaldi gloating about like what he's done and, and Starro yeah. like trying to confess to, to flag like what has been done to it. Yeah. It's, it's been victimized for 30 yeah. years. Like it is, it is totally justified for being, um, you know, somewhat of a monster. Uh, even even has, his title, Star of the Conqueror, he, yeah. you know, uh, Thinker says is, uh, is, uh, is, is mocking. It's a mock. Yeah, it's meant to be derisive. He says that immediately. Yeah. But like that, that last line, Starro's last line, I wrote it down because I wanted to get it right. Oh, like, yeah. I was happy floating, staring at all the stars. Yeah. Like, yeah, I felt like, so bad for him that he dies. Starro, like, was just chilling. Like, the, the American, it, it was very, like, this is, like, again, like, why it's very clearly, like, a personal story is it shows, like, what, like, um, a, like misplaced uh, uh, patriotism can do. Mitch, misplaced fervor, misplaced blind patriotism, blind following can do to uh, to creatures, to, to countries, to uh, to cultures. Like, yeah, Starro was, became a monster because America captured it and held it. Yeah, right. And, and recognized it. He was just, like you said, he was just, I was happy just floating around, just being I mean, a he did bad things. Starro did bad things and he got power hungry. He got power hungry from the get-go by sending out those babies and taking over those those astronauts. But he I mean, was we don't know down. if he got power he hungry. Down. We don't know. That's that's just his biology. That's, that's how defense. he works. It's defense. But, He's being held. Like they, he was just. I, I mean, out. like with the, with the astronauts, you could argue that that's just how like biology. That's just like you don't go like if if you have like a hungry lion in a space tube with you, you don't go like that lion got power hungry when it attacked those astronauts. <laughs> that, that lion did some bad things. You're just like it's a lion. Like, yeah. what, what uh, yes and no. I would agree there. I would agree, but at a certain point, a lion doesn't keep eating more and more and have his have his like his appetite grow to the detriment of all everything around him. So, 
You know what I mean? A lion so, eats what but, he eats. He eats what he eats, and that's it. But Starro grows and grows uh, according to what he consumes. But he's only allowed to grow that big because of the Corda Maltese government feeding him and feeding him almost to the point like you're feeding a, a cow with growth hormones to make yeah. it big so you can use him. I get it. It's not black and white. I'm yeah, just yeah. saying... I'm just saying that, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would, I would, I would admit that, like, little Starro doesn't start taking over people. Because keep in mind, taking over people is killing people, right? Like, he doesn't take over people until he's zip tied in the astronaut in the in the space station, right? Yeah, yeah. And it shows him kind of contained. Like, he was just like, we don't know what the contact. We don't show like first contact. Yeah, we they just got him the- in there. They zip tied him down. They're like smoking cigarettes and taking, and taking pictures. Yeah. And taking pictures. And then it's not like immediately he releases the things. It's like almost like a defense mechanism on his yeah, part. It's, Probably it's a reaction. Escape. Yeah. 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 He, yeah. Uh, he, he wanted to get out. He's just right. like, peace out. Like, bye guys. Um, I get it. But, but, uh, um, Again, like it is it, super sad at the end. Yes, yeah. it is super sad. Like it is, like yeah, it's still like a creature, but also the sort of the other thing that's sort of um, up against each other is Starro's taking over of people. That they they are once you become a Starro, you that's it. You you are dead. Like the, you're you're not yeah. rescued. You're not saved. It doesn't matter. Well, do it's we not, do we believe? thinker when he says that or is that just thinker justifying how horrible of a person he's been for the past 30 years uh i i believe him because of what happens at the end okay because also, you can't, everyone... you can't, yeah and you can't take sorrow off the face it rips their whole face off oh okay all right um, like it shows that in that thing. yeah again that, like weird showing not telling it does a really good job of like showing this to us even ahead of time and setting it up that like yeah these people are corpses underneath and yeah and we see like the fact that it's the 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 one that's really disgusting the one that really freaked me out was not the face the, the faceless one but the the half person yeah, oh, yeah. The, half the half man the half man was and the fact that they're still going with like that was that was that really setting one yeah but that, yeah I, I definitely think it's you know it's it's a zombie bite once once or it's a zombie uh, yeah it's, it's a, a face hugger like yeah, yeah you, you you don't die until the chest burster comes up, but once the face hugger's on you, you are gone, buddy. Are you? Are you? I thought you could pull off face huggers. Maybe can you not? No, there's never been a face hugger pulled off, as far as I know. Not once it's attached. People have prevented it, like they they prevented Starro. Yeah, you can go like, like that. Yeah, you can prevent yeah. it from getting you, but yeah, once it's attached, you're fucked. Um, I, I, by the way, I was so sure that general would shoot himself, but he didn't. I thought so. I thought, I thought he was going to do that too. Yeah. But, yeah, but that was, I, I think that's what he was trying to set up to invert that expectation because yeah. we're showing, and it's like, cause that would be the heroic thing to do. Even though he was a bad guy, you're like, okay, he's a general. He's going to rationally in an overwhelming situation. He's going to take the only course of action he knows which is the gun and and shoot himself, uh, you know, uh, and and instead he just waits for one to land on his face, like yeah, he's, he's just yeah, defeated. He's just yeah, yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's he's just set up to just like, damn, like and again, like it's it's a humanizing moment. Like we saw this guy light all these pretty romantic birds on fire, 
And yet in his last moments, we care. We are yeah. pulled into it. We accept, we accept him as a human being who's just like, like has failed and is like seeing the consequences of it. And we feel for him in that moment. Like just a brief moment, but yeah. And it's great that he's the one who actually delivers Starro's last line. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just, just, uh, by the way, sorry, real quick. Javelin on the beach never gets one shot off. He doesn't even throw his javelin. He doesn't kill anyone. He dies uh, as he's about to go and he yeah. gets shot. I just thought that was that was interesting. <laughs> That was but great. I, I I love that Harley like was a boss with that javelin. Like yeah. as someone who plays D and D and so like has used javelins like in combat in D and D before. I've never thought to use a javelin as a melee weapon, but I'm totally gonna start using it as a melee weapon. They're like yeah. swinging around, yeah. stabbing people with it. Like that's awesome. It's it's right. the it, Javelins show why Donatello should be the most badass Ninja Turtle. Like, <laughs> yes. Donatello should be the king, but Donatello loves machines. So, yeah. or does yeah. machines. So, yeah. yeah, he does machines. So, what are you going to do? Um, but, yeah, but yeah, no, I, I love that whole scene, that whole the, the Harley escape sequence um, oh was great. And I love, like, I, I, you forget, like, I I forget like the Harlequin show in this, and and it's and the the 2016 and Birds of Prey do it too. But like Harley is a gymnast. Like that's that's the the thing about her. And we always th- focus on like the psychology thing, which again, like I'd love to see that. Like kind of, she's not just crazy. She is a doctor. Um, she, I, I haven't heard anything about her being disbarred. No storyline about that. Um, but it is like. Um, yeah, she's like a badass. She's a very capable fighter. And that's something that I think because of how she was originally depicted in like the Bruce Tim stuff, she really wasn't a fighter. But yeah. Mar- Margot Robbie and then the uh the cartoon have really like cemented her as like, no, like Harley Quinn is very much like we'll get in the mix of things, yeah. takes right. wings. Yeah, like, definitely with with the the Margot Robbie interpretation of Harley Quinn, you get the implication that like she wasn't the Joker's arm candy; she was his number one muscle. Like she yeah, was, she was the heavy. She was the heavy. Like yeah. Batman gets through all the henches, and then like okay, it's time to fight Harley, which like makes even even like in Suicide Squad, which sucks. You have that scene where like uh, Batman crashes the Joker's car and. Batman goes to save Harley. What does she do? She tries she to take the swing. Yeah, she takes the swing at him. Yeah, and she's also the one who's shooting the gun up, uh, up in the roof. Like that yeah. was. I did watch that scene again, uh, like Harley's introduction, and and Waller is saying just before she pulls the gun, she's like, she's even crazier than the Joker. Yeah, like she's even she's even wilder. She's even more impulsive, more active than him. Yeah. I mean, I don't like that interpretation. She's crazier than the Joker, but I get it. But I, mean, I, I don't think that is true. I think that's Waller's interpretation. Right. Well, it's not like like psycho crazy. It's like she's like wild. Like yeah. she's wilder than the Joker's. I think what what the line is meant to be is yeah, that. I and, and, I, and, and I definitely think that. I definitely think she's that's in line with her character and kind of always has been. Is like she is. A little bit more wilder because you know it's the 
like the disciple versus the um the teacher. Yeah. Like the disciples more fervorish about the cause than the teacher is. And yeah. I think that's why Harley is a little bit more wild and out of control than the Joker because the Joker has like it's his philosophy. Yeah, I, I do like that even though she's like I like that in in this with Margot Robbie's interpretation and with uh the animated show that even though Harley Quinn has like left the Joker, she's still keeping her identity as a clown. So like in this one, she has the jacket that says like uh, die or what is it? Like uh, live free, die clown and stuff like that. Like she's yeah. still like, the clown identity. Like she is more of the Joker than he ever was. Yeah. Um, and I, I like she's, that. She's a different yeah. kind. She's a different clown because she's a Harlequin. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was, heard she got a, a tattoo, oh, like uh, not removed, but overdone. Um, like done over that there was a cl- there's a tattoo supposedly this is what I heard there's a tattoo on her that relates to uh, the Joker and but but I, I forget what it is well she had daddy's little monster is the one you can see on her chest yeah she still yeah. had daddy's little monster but they established in Birds of Prey that that might actually refer to her father yeah who, who was a bad father and established her liking of bad men which was referenced in this movie and i love that payoff <laughs> i loved the payoff of the of the mateo scene it was so perfect yeah. uh, wait mateo Mil- milton wait no no, no, no. Mateo. The, the the president the, the president that she dates for a day the, su- the super sexy oh, what's his name mateo, mateo luna was that yeah, his mateo name? luna yeah mateo luna oh okay luna. oh i loved that i love that scene Ah, yeah. Red flags, yeah. baby. Yeah, red flags. You had to, you had to healthy think thing. I would do, I, I promised myself I would do the healthy thing and murder him. <laughs> yeah. like, which, which again, like, uh, again, this is uh, uh, heretical. I, I, despite my Batman love, and Dimitri knows how much of a Batman fan I am. I actually like the Jared Leto Joker interpretation. I, I will defend it. It's a hill I'm willing to die on. And I would like to see Margot Robbie beat the ever-living shit out of the Jared Leto Joker. I would like to see that. That would be what that would be oh, very that, cathartic yeah. for everyone. Yeah. I just what there was a sorry, uh there's an easy fix that I've I've been saying since the Joker thing came out on Suicide Squad. Is that uh hold on, I'm I'm just checking to see if our connection is still good. Um, oh god. Oh no. No, but like it should be. Oh, oh, what I was saying is I wish the Joker's tattoos were washable. I wish that that was like a persona. He just that did would have been and he was just like, let's let's do something different, right? Like he is that performer. And I wish that that was the case. I mean, the Snyder cut kind of implies that that might be the case if you take but, the Snyder cut as canon. Yeah, I which I do because I do that joker i like i like yeah. that jared that jared leto joker i can get on board with yeah and I, one I, th- I also take the snyder cut as canon yeah one one other thing um about leto's joker that i didn't know until after the fact and like was derisive of at the time was just like the reason why he has the grill is because batman's beat the shit of him so much he doesn't have any real teeth yeah like, batman batman literally beat the teeth out <laughs> of his skull yeah um, and i like i like that but it, it it is also funny to kind of think of like paycheck era like pearl harbor era ben affleck and like 
panic room Jared Leto. Like, that's what, in their prime, that's what, that's what Batman and Joker were. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, like, my, my defense of it is, from a, from a writer's standpoint, in The Suicide Squad, the objective is not to make the Joker cool. The Joker is a secondary antagonist. He is the antagonist to the protagonist, which is Harley Quinn. So our objective is to make him as bad as possible. The only person in the film who should like him is Harley. And from the beginning of the film, everyone in the context of the universe should know that it's a toxic relationship. So we are supposed to fucking hate the Joker. Everything about him is supposed to be repugnant and off-putting to us so that we are rooting for Harley the entire time to recognize that he is a toxic, destructive, pathetic, impotent man that she should not invest any time into. And so from that stance, he knocked it out of the park. The performance is pitch perfect. It is absolutely perfect in the context of the universe of the Joker represents a mocking rebuttal to everything that Batman stands for, the more authoritarian and fascistic a Batman becomes, the more sadistic and snide and... Uh, Anarchist? And I, I was going to say um, non-threatening and counter-culture uh, the Joker has to become. If Batman is going to be borderline militaristic, which we literally have a Batman with a machine gun walking around in paramilitary equipment, the Joker is going to wear street uh, hoodlum attire. He is going to go the other direction. It is going to be a counterpoint to that. He is not going to be... Nolan was trying to make the Joker seductive because he was the primary villain who was the philosophical counterpoint to question if Batman was right. The whole objective of the Dark Knight was to make us question whether or not Batman's motivations were right. So we were supposed to be seduced by the Joker. That is not the Joker's intention in all of literature. The Joker as a character does not exist to make us go, oh yeah, I want to fuck him or I want to be his best friend. Yeah. Objectively, the Joker is supposed to be a repugnant character. If you look at the entire canon of the Joker, everyone is supposed to hate him. He is feared, he is hated, he is reviled. He is, he is, he is mocked. He is derided. He is, he is a character that is left out of most things because he's either too chaotic, too inconsistent, or too dangerous to be part of uh, the plan, which, which technically speaking has never been more perfectly done than by Jared Leto in the Suicide Squad. Well, I'm not gonna change my mind about it, but you sold me. <laughs> no, 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 that's that's such that I feel like that is a really good point. Like that's a really good dissection of what the Joker is, and that yeah, it has to um, reflect. The Joker is always a reflection of the Batman. Yeah. So it, it, if you have to have, yeah, your where your Batman is is the starting point of where your Joker goes. Yeah. Um, yeah, But what Dares failed was he didn't have, like, the Joker should have never been in that movie or the Joker should have been the main villain of that movie. Yeah, 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 no, that movie didn't need a 20-minute Joker subplot. It either needed, yeah, him to be the, yeah, primary. The Joker's got a nuke in an amusement park or there is no Joker in this movie. Either or would have worked. Yeah, and it's just like, and and you have Harley in a situation where she can comment on the Joker 
and talk about it. I mean, that's the starting point of the cartoon is Harley's tossed into Arkham um, and separated from the Joker for like a year, I think, in the, in the storyline of the cartoon. Like she's there for a year and it's just like, yeah, why not just do that? She's just in prison. Joker's go- going on doing his his thing. And sorry, Harley, I'll, co- I'll come get you eventually. Hell, it would like the end credits that like po- like that final scene would have actually been kind of cool if Joker hadn't been in it at all. Oh yeah, yeah. If we hadn't seen the Joker at all and he just showed up, especially since they established the prison as like no one can fucking get in this thing, and then he just oh, shows yeah. up and busts her out, we would have been like, oh, this is awesome. These yeah. statues are great. They make me think of all those Atlanta rappers. They're doing like some cool <laughs> thing. It's like it's like counter like oh man, he's it's so cool. I'm so into it because. Like one of my things that I, I've always given defense to uh, the Jared Leto interpretation of the Joker is uh, is the game. I remember the game posted a picture of the Joker and he said, now this looks like a guy who's a gangster. Um, and I like, there is a whole part of, there is a whole, there is a whole culture separate from what I associate with comic book culture, what I associate with fan culture, who would, who associates like what Jared Leto would look like with cool, intimidating and villainous. And that's what David Ayers was trying to do. Like if you look at his body of art, that's, that's typically where he leans. That's where, that's what he visualizes as intimidating as, as dangerous. And he was trying to bring that to his interpretation, like that honesty to his interpretation of Batman. We just all went, no, we prefer to have Heath Ledger. And I get it. Like he's great. I didn't. That's not my. That's not my concern. That's yeah, not I, my concern. I don't mean. I don't mean you. I just mean like the collective. No, the, the collective. How dare was, you? How dare you? The collective you? was very much. Which is funny because the collective also was shitting on Heath Ledger until the movie came out. Yeah. Right. Um, right. The collective will always. Shit. I. I will. The. The one thing, like, not to take away from your point, but I will say the one thing that I feel was, I don't. I. I like an asexual Joker. I feel yeah. like that's in in character. He is asexual. Yeah, I don't right. like I, that's his. It's it's a, it's uh like Varys in Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. He like talks about like he's he's asexual. He has no desires. Like what do you do with your time then? And he just looks at the throne. Like that's the Joker. The Joker doesn't have. Joker's not going but around. The Joker is not the main character. He's not even the secondary character. Yeah. He's not even a tertiary character. Harley Quinn is the main character, and she's obsessed with the Joker. So the Joker right. has to serve that yeah. purpose. So in this version, it, I, I again, I actually liked that the Joker, the only thing he kind of cares about, like he's he's not functional without Harley. I thought it made it a very interesting, like it was an interesting twist because we're all comic book fans. We all know that, like, no, the Joker we all know is Mark Hamill. Like, sorry, Putin, and pushes her out, the, you know, like, boop, I don't give a shit about you. But, like, what's the opposite? The opposite is like, hey, boss, should we, like, commit a crime? He's like, I can't. I need my Harlequin. Blah, 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 blah. Like, that's a fun twist. Like, yeah. it, 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 it plays into the significance of Harley Quinn in the long-term narrative. I could see the choice they made. They just didn't execute it very well. Yeah. Very um, uh, looping it back to the end of the movie. The end of the movie, we already went over Starro's death, how sad it was. Uh, I did not expect all these people to live. Again, I thought everybody was going to die, except for Harley. Harley using the javelin to get into... Oh, that that scene was beautiful and gross at the same fucking time. Yes. The rats going into the eye. 
Harley is in the eye. You see the nerve endings. The rats eat Starro from the inside. Um, super Brutal. gross. In the end, though, they uh, uh, have it that that Bloodsport has made it so that he hides the drive and he will release the drive if any of them are arrested or harmed in any way. Ratcatcher, King Shark, Bloodsport, Harley. Those yeah. are the four in the end, right? Yeah, yeah. And and also his daughter is part of the deal. Like, can't yes. hurt the daughter, right? Yeah. Um, and w- what it could be leading to in a sequel, because one would hope that James Gunn keeps doing these and, and whatnot, is mm. uh, uh, I, I didn't realize of this this until later, until somebody brought it up, and I was like, oh, of course, it's the Secret Six in the comics. Mm. Six being on the outside the Secret Six are six villains on the outside of villainy and on the outside of heroics, right? Yeah. Like, they they can't trust anyone. They are a tight-knit family that is on the run from both heroes and villains. And they do good and they do bad, but they mainly are an anti-hero team that has to deal with their, their flaws. And I think that's the only way you can continue Bloodsport, Ratcatcher, King, Shark, Harley. Well, Harley can go off and do her own thing in, yeah. in, in yeah. Gotham. It would yeah. be kind I, of I wouldn't, put, I wouldn't put Harley in that team because Harley's, right. Harley's going to go wherever she wants. Right. It would be yeah, kind of funny yeah. that Batman keeps beating up Harley, pulling her back into prison, and then she, prison literally is like, we can't keep her. Let her go. I think well, that's like an interesting uh, uh, thing. I, well, I think there's like an easy way to resolve that in like, uh, let's say we have a Suicide Squad 3 and Harley's right. in it. Uh, that's not to say Harley is guaranteed to be in a Suicide Squad 3, but let's say that Harley is in a Suicide Squad 3 and Harley's like, hang on, wait, wait, Miss Waller, Miss Waller, Miss Waller, I can't be here. Uh, Bloodsport made that made that deal. I'm not supposed to be here. And she's like, oh yeah, do you, do you know where Bloodsport is? Can you get a hold of him? No? Okay, then shut up. <laughs> that's how easy you resolve that shit yeah <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah. i guess you're on the mission yeah. you know yeah do you guys well, see but i do like the secret six i think because we have three because i totally see i totally see like king shark i totally see rat catcher i totally see blood sport i see like that works as a family that works as a family like they're friends we we have the that we have the friends friends now yeah we have but that. also a daughter there's a daughter and there's a father daughter thing which i'm glad they went that route i was afraid they would go romantic but they yeah, went, I'm glad they went daughter. father daughter i'm glad they went father daughter uh oh very- the taika waititi scene by the way <sighs> like the, there's two scenes yeah. where you know where it shows the flashback and then there's one on the tower the yeah one on the tower well, I was telling him when you when you were you stepped out, like that's the the theme of the movie is Taika's last line. Is, oh yeah, uh, which is what uh, rats rats are the lowliest and most despised of all creatures. If they have a purpose, so do we all. No, that's uh, that's the whole point of the movie. That's yeah, yeah. It's, that's the premise of the Suicide Squad in a nutshell. Right, uh, and also another another theme that I just saw. I, all right, I figured animals don't die except for birds. Birds are the only ones who die. Uh, I kept thinking those monkeys would die in the jungle. I kept thinking a rat would be eaten. We never see a rat die. I, I was very, I was a hundred percent thinking we were going to get an Antony situation. I was, so ready. I was so ready for Sebastian to die. 
I was right. ready for it. Like more so than like I put it, I uh, expected Salseria to die as well. Um, Salseria, the the um, the Freedom Fighter, the, the Freedom Fighter, who oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. who saves Rick Flag. Yeah. Um, I was expecting her to die too. Um, yeah. Here's the here's the thing though. Why are birds the only one? I just realized this today. I was watching it again. Birds are flight and freedom. And, ah. and they, they are constantly dying because of their the prisoner aspect. And Luna has a cage full of birds to show us that he doesn't believe in freedom through his rule. They are still caged. All his, ah. all his people are still caged. Because he's um, just going to do the same thing. He's yeah. just going to do the same thing over again. That's but also, you, but you also take that uh, high school English class should have given me an A. Um, but like the first, like the the scene of the Starro babies when Starro gets out is like so. It like looks like birds. Mm-hmm. Like the whole like the the first his first action Starro's first action at full freedom is to imitate a bird with with the release of these things. So I think that I de- think you're definitely right. It's like oh, yeah. that sort of thing that the birds symbolize this freedom, and that's also Starro's free. Yeah. Also, none of these villains have flight powers. Because they none, immediately none of them. fail. And immediately, well, they would, their heads would explode. They would just yeah. explode their heads. Well, they we all know what happened to Slipknot. He <laughs> he kind of had yeah. flight. That <laughs> didn't stop broke. Savant. Right. Yeah, Savant. Uh. Right. Uh, right. Um, let's uh, let's use the last uh, however many minutes to pitch our Suicide Three, Suicide Squad Three. Uh, not, I would say, for me personally, I'm differentiating it from a Secret Six spinoff. Okay. So, it. Uh, so, so no personally. returning. So, so Bloodsport, uh, Ratcatcher Two, uh, King, Shark, King Shark, not not part of the cast. I would just, I, that's me personally, because okay. uh, we, we all have a very expansive comic book knowledge. And what's kind of cool is that James Gunn literally had a list and he went through it all to figure out who he could use and who not. And then he was just like, you know, and he did his thing. And, he, and then they were like, you could kill anyone. That's what James Gunn says, that they allowed him. They were like, you can kill anyone. I don't know whether Harley was off that list or not. But, I think she but, was. Yeah, because I, 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 I think that I, I, I I think they also said like it could be anyone, but you need to make sure you bring back Margot Robbie. I think yeah. that was like the stipulation. So yeah, I think yeah. Harley was never in any danger. Okay, but at the uh, same time, like it, it, he created a an environment where that was never certain. Yeah, I yeah. assumed, and like it makes sense for Harley to live, but like it, he built up a world where she could have died. Yeah, there was a couple of times where I was like, yeah, that's how she goes. Yeah. Yeah. There was a part where all of those little jellyfish things like uh, took King Shark under the water. I was like, oh, shit, that's how he goes. Yeah, I thought he was dying. I thought King Shark was dying there. Yeah, I thought King Shark was dying at that point. I was like, oh, shit, but nothing gets through his skin. Some things can make him bleed, but not by much. Yeah, yeah. My mom leaned over. What were they? We don't know what those even were. Other aliens. Yeah. Because you just send all the aliens to fucking Cordell Altese. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. I want King Shark in Aquaman 2. That's all I know. That's 
I, that's uh, Jotunheim is partially. It's like Guantanamo Bay. It's 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 partially run by Americans. That's mm-hmm. why they Americans. It's entirely run by Jotunheim. Americans. That's the problem. Was it? In, well, it wasn't. Was it entirely run? Well, not entirely. Like, but they were fund. They, I think it was fully funded by them. Right, was, and the thinker was, was the liaison. Run by Nazis, yeah. manned by uh, Cordo Maltese, funded by the U.S. Cordo Maltesians. Yeah. Cordo Maltesians. Yeah. Mario Hardy. Oh, Cordo Maltesians. That's right. Mario Hardy motherfuckers. Another great little line right there. Like a, a, a great, a funny moment that was entirely character. Yeah. Like. Yeah. yeah. She has it down. Margarotti yeah. has it down. But yeah, like, no, like, honest. I'm cool with never phasing her out. I'm cool with Margot Robbie being 70 and we just have a 70-year-old Harley Quinn. Let's do it. Have you know? uh, the Batman Beyond. Where yeah. yeah. Return of the Joker yeah. where she's uh, Mama Har- uh, Gra- Grandma Harley. Yeah. yeah. Grandma Harley. Um, let, let's talk about our lineups. Given our expansive comic book knowledge, let's give the audience what they want, which is yes. uh, cannon fodder. Who are Who's your team? Who's on your team? Um, well, since I don't have a full movie pitch, I will just throw okay. out some names cool. that I liked. Yeah. Um, I, in in no particular order or no thing, these are the people from John Ostrander's uh, run okay. that I feel would be good. Killer Frost, Ooh, which would be cool. Okay. It'd be cool to see, especially now that the Flash has like just phased out the killer. It's just yeah. now it's now Frost and everything. Like I'd want to see like a more traditional or because we have frost cannon fodder she could be cannon fodder if need be as well there's two there's two killer frost and that's why the um the dc animated movie killer frost hell to pay uses the alternate one it's not caitlin snow it uses whatever lincoln or whatever Uh, yeah 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 there's um and then uh, one person, I think, I, this person, as soon as I saw this, there's a couple that are just like, these people would be great. Roy Harper, Speedy. Wow. I think Speedy okay. would be awesome to just like, okay. you could do like, you could, the way James Gunn has shown and the way the DCEU is going is like, you could just, yeah, Green Arrow exists. He's, he's yeah. there. There's a history. And, there's already yeah, the whole time. And and Roy yeah. Harper was not served well on the sh- on Arrow, like that yeah. that character was not served well. Um, I forget who was the actor who played it. Uh, Colton Haynes. Colton Haynes, like he did, he's he's an all right actor, but like the character was just like they they had no direction for him basically after yeah. the first season. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, I think it's but but like Young Justice really showed how powerful. Call him Arsenal. Arsenal, 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 Red Arrow, like he can have a fucking run at uh, Hawkeye and make fun of Hawkeye with stuff like, yeah, yeah, have Roy Harper, especially since it seems like marksmen are like a key to the the Suicide Squad. Um, I think Roy Harper would be a a fun addition. Um, Barbara Gordon, who made her did. Who she became Oracle in the Suicide Squad. That was her debut. Was okay. as Oracle was in the Suicide Squad. So that'd be fun, um, especially since we don't know if, if another movie happened with James Gunn doing it. We don't know how the Amanda Waller teams, like her, her like people in the chairs, are gonna work yeah. with uh, Steve Agee and uh, what's her face, James Gunn's girlfriend. That's James um, Gunn's girlfriend. I just that's found James, out. yeah. 
James Gunn's girlfriend, how they're going to work with Peacemaker and what if that's going to take him out of rotation. So she might need people filled in. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I was thinking like Oracle might be fun. Uh, Shade, the Changing Man. Ooh. Um, Wait, Shade, Shade, the Changing Man, not Nightshade. Because Nightshade is no, I have uh, well, Nightshade. Right? Nightshade is also on my list, so I'll just mention oh, it now. Oh, Shade the Changing Man. Shade okay. the Changing That's Man, especially especially okay. the the '90s Starman version of him, who he's like. What, what's the difference? Well, like the like the vertical interpretation sort of made him more antihero. Before okay. he was a little be, before like the nine like the late '80s, early '90s, he was more twirly mustache like. Um, kind of villain, and then the nineties. Oh wait, the Vertigo sorry, series you're really... saying Shade. Sorry, you're saying the Shade. Shade the Changing Man might be a different guy. Mm, yeah, Shade the it? Changing Man's a different guy. Yeah, that's not the guy from. Okay, well then, the Shade, Shade the Changing Man is is that's why I, I was confused. I was like, ah, but uh, yeah, Shade the Changing Man looks like looks like that. It's like this. Oh, okay. Yeah. That okay, okay. Okay, you're talking about the shade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. no, well, yeah, then the shade. I don't know if he was in it, but the shade I think would be awesome. Like I, th- I like that sort of uh um like yeah, like upper crust, um, sort of like Im- he's immortal and yeah. he's very pompous, very stuck up, um yeah. very elitist. And I think that would just be so fun to kind of put that in that situation. Um, sort of filling in the, uh, I could see this being a, just bring back David Detzmalian, or however you say his last name. Dasmalchian? Dasmalchian. Just bring him back as Dr. Light. You just, you would just bring him back? No, no, that's brilliant. That's fucking brilliant. Bring him him back as Dr. Light. That's, that's, Um, that's brilliant. Entirely different. He's Polka Dot Man's brother. Yeah. 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 But like Dr. Light. Yeah. Yeah. It just folded in. But yeah, I think, I think Dr. Light, um, maybe, I mean, I don't know how much you'd want to fold in his modern interpretation as a a rapist. As a rapist. Um, Yeah. I don't know how much you want to tackle that, but I think. That character, when he kind of when when he became unhinged before they killed him, um, I think that like sort of window was a um, was an interesting thing. But you can also go back into his like uh, original interpretation, which he was a pathetic sort of shitty villain with the Teen Titans yeah. kick the shit out of. Like you can kind of marry the two. Um, I think that'd be um, interesting, and then. Um, I have Sportsmaster and Condiment King as game as fodder, um, but I think uh, Manchester Black or his sister Vera Black would be okay. interesting character to see put in live action. Okay. But yeah, that's my team. Okay. Okay. Um, interesting. Uh, I mean, it's a powerful lineup like a stacked lineup yeah you got not that there's a problem with that but like well, bigger, yeah, go big or go home yeah i mean if you think about it like the 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 first the diversion team's kind of stacked like mon gal is like the powerhouse i mean supposed Are, to be yeah yeah i mean they they all fuck up but um 
they they're kind of heavy hitter. But then they okay. yeah, maybe, then they maybe. get messed up. Mongal I think is the heaviest hitter. Uh, the he- real heavy hitters like Polka Dot Man, King Shark are super heavy hitters. That's true. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay, all right, I like it. Uh, Hero, you want to go next? Or you want me to go? I'll go next. Okay. I'll go next. All right. So my suicide squad team. Sue squad. Sue squad. My suicide squad team is based uh, off of the of the two thousands run. You know. Uh, okay. So I'm I'm jumping away from the the eighties stuff. Uh, so I don't know if James Gunn would direct it. Uh, if he did, you know, there'd be a, it'd be a shift in tone. But I I think he'd incorporate. Uh, he he would. So um so I'd start off with is uh, the weirdo. We, we got to have a weirdo on the team and they'd already kind of planted the seed. I think we bring calendar man back, um, you know, oh, have okay. James Gunn's brother play calendar man as our weirdo. Uh, then as the psycho, we have the flamingo uh, who, who you might remember as the cannibalistic cartel assassin uh, who works. He's, he's a cannibal. Yeah. He's a, a cannibal. He's a, he's that's a, a Grant cannibal. Morrison, right? Yeah. That's a Grant Morrison. Yeah, he's okay. he's a flamboyant, uh, pink, uh, luchador-looking dude. Yeah, that's yeah. that's Dick Dick Grayson as Batman era. Yes. His first appearance. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Then, um, as as a as a muscle character, Mercy Graves. Uh, we're talking cyborg Mercy Graves. I'm talking Lex Luthor's. Uh, yeah. Lady body. Like, why? Why muscle? Well, because she's a badass lady who don't take no shit. Oh, I, I thought think you were talking like King Shark level muscle, but she's not King Shark level. No, right? she's not King Shark level muscle. Okay. Okay. She's Harley Quinn level. Yeah, she's Harley okay. Quinn level muscle. You know, she's like, okay. she's like a Harley Quinn. Like maybe we combine her, like we find out that she's been combined with like uh, Metallo, you know, because she's got that. In Young Justice, that, yeah. It, she's got that Lex Luthor connection, so she's actually been combined with Metallo. We we play that yeah. game, you know. Okay. Well, but also I think didn't Snyder kill her in B, BVS? No, I think she wasn't. I don't know. That was just I think she. I, I think she well, but like also like technically that guy, that CIA guy, was Jimmy Olsen. Yeah, that was that was assistant. Yeah. I, I I don't take that at face value. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, or, or it could be the same actress, and she got blown up. She wasn't dead, and then Lex turned her into Metallo. We could do that. Yeah. Uh, so then the brains of the operation is the ultra-humanite, because we got to have our, our visually odd one. And I think a giant yeah. albino gorilla with a massive brain, I think, hits that. You know who who speaks like a like a like a uh, like an Ivy League professor. I think that hits all the categories of like just the weird one. They're like so he's the muscle. Is he a he's Nazi? Like, is he a Nazi still? Uh, I don't make him a Nazi. I I make him a nationalist. <laughs> but that that would American? that that American would be a fu- that would be fun like character thing of people just constantly like shitting on him for being a Nazi. Like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's he's he's, he's he you're definitely like I'm okay if he dies, but like he keeps sticking around a little longer than he should. But like, like he, he I mean, the, the, I don't, the character you could just say he's been around since World War II. Like he, yeah, he's, he's been years around. Old. Like, yeah, yeah, he's like a hundred years old. You could have him be yeah. as as old as as you want. All right, I got a great twist for the character. By the way, I got a great twist for the character. 
All the right. character thinks he's so smart that he can outsmart Waller, right? He yeah. takes the bomb out of his head. He take he figures out a way. And then they're like, we put two in there. And then they <laughs> blow him up. Oh, that'd be a great payoff. That'd be a fantastic yeah. payoff. Okay. All right. Moving down the list. Because, uh, you know, a lot of them are going to die. So we got... We got the the favorite, you know, you got your heart of the team. That is going to be Bane. Bane and Scandal. Do you see what I'm setting up here? I would put them in Suicide or in uh, Secret Six, but I like them. I love them. Well, uh, maybe I'm setting up Secret Six. Maybe, well, we don't need, we don't need two, we don't need two father daughters in a a Secret (laughs) Six. But we got Bane, and I'm thinking by the hat, it's Batista. And it's fucking a, a hybrid of like Harley Quinn's uh, Bane and and like uh, like like Young Justice, like just just this ridiculous over the top Bane. You know, fun. Is he Make dumb or not dumb? He's not dumb, but he's lawful stupid. He's like somewhere between uh, a peacemaker and and uh, peacemaker and uh, uh, the detachable kid. Like he's somewhere in that range. Pretty literal. He would, I think, the Bane that would be on the squad would be dumb. Yeah, like, I think when when you when you dial up his intelligence like that, Bane, like he wouldn't. There's no way he would he would join. Right. Yeah. And I don't. Th- and Waller doesn't have anything. To, yeah, Waller doesn't have much to twist knives into him to get him to join. Yeah. So I think right. making leaning into him being a little bit more meathead. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Character. It's a fun uh, interpretation. That, be, that being said, leader, you could do a bait. You could do sorry. You could do a Bane that's past that feels like he's past his prime. He's yeah. broken Batman, but now he's done. He's a little bit past his prime. It's been years. What's the last thing he did? You know, yeah, like like Bloodsport. We 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 the 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 coolest thing Bloodsport did is anecdotal in the context of his story. Like Bloodsport, he's the guy who shot Superman with the kryptonite bullet. We don't even see it. It's not in any of the movies. Right. So same thing. It's like, oh, Bane, he's the guy that broke Batman and like took over Gotham for like six months. Yeah. What's he done recently? That's a great motivation. You know, like what's he done yeah. recently? Playing off of his ego. So then he's got like this Ooh. big ego. And there's young, there's young villains being like, what's up, old man? Yeah, what's up, old man Bane? Yeah, like play up Flamingo, who's also like a Latin supervillain, who's like, oh, oh, you're oh, I get it. You're like the old school guy. The leader of the team. The Red Hood, Jason. I was I was thinking Jason when I saw Roy Harper. I'm just like, well, maybe Jason Todd. My, I, 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 I gotta raise your, I gotta raise your arsenal to Jason Todd, the villain. I'm going like by the hat, James Bond plot. I'm not going Rachel Ghoul because this isn't a Batman movie. Vandal Savage. Okay, classic. That's why we got Scandal in there. That's why we got these heavy hitters. A good mix of like they're more assassins. All of them have a, a background in assassins. They all know Vandal Savage's operation. Vandal's got himself a doomsday device. They need to get it. Spirit shut that shit down. Yeah. Okay. That's my plot. Huh. Um, right. Into the James Bond plots, uh, James Bond tropes, play with that stuff, have it go wacky, how to have it get out of control. I forgot that I wanted to uh, add in as taking over the, the sort of liaison uh, Rick Flag, King Faraday. Because King Faraday would be good because he can fulfill the, 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 the flag role, 
but also as a character he has like he has the balls to stand and and the skill to stand up to Waller yeah. whereas I flag was always going to be subordinate flag was always going to be under her Faraday is someone who could outflank her who could outmaneuver Amanda Waller and I think putting her on her toes um would be interesting as well to see like seeing yes. like because again I like like I like this we're two for two in Amanda Waller has uh hidden agendas mm-hmm. yeah this one was a much fucking better hidden agenda and not yeah. rescue me is the hidden agenda <laughs> <laughs> right um right but like, yeah like seeing uh seeing someone who can kind of maybe put her in uh put her through her paces and like reassert because it also she ends in a in a low point she ends the the movie in a low point of uh her subordinates grew a fucking backbone and stood up to her yeah. and she's kind of she's kind of looking at them like either either she is accepting that she has lost some power or she is sitting there planned plotting. And like we see in the end credits, sticking those two with peacemaker, like she's plotting her revenge. Like I think having someone who could do that would be interesting for Waller in the next movie. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take sure it is. Well, that's a, that's a damn good pick. Um, Count Vertigo, I think would be good fodder as well especially because how he was used in hell to pay yeah i thought that was i think he'd be a really good per like name character that's fans will geek out on but like could very easily just like see ya he'd be someone good uh did he hear that um sort of i don't know if he's like uh antagonist or sort of dark double but uh vigilantes in peacemaker Really? Yeah. Adrian Chase. Wow. Oh, that's which, which will be cool because they really dropped the ball on it in uh yeah. Arrow. Like they like I was so stoked because they even looked like that was really a pretty good costume, solid costume, and they just like yeah, just dropped it and was just like and here he goes. <laughs> I guess they couldn't I mean they couldn't really go there with Arrow as a yeah, they couldn't really do that story. I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's their um he's he's gonna be in it. Oh, very cool. Yeah. All right, Dimitri, yep. hit us hit us with yours. Does he even I think that's why he left. He's just like, oh god, I have to work on it more. <laughs> uh, is that what happened? Well he stepped away. That's, that's <laughs> what I'm assuming that uh, we assumed that you were uh, working on your list. You wanted to make sure it was perfect. That's why you stepped away. Diagrams and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I was drawing pictures. Well, I was. Do you do you have I a table a and a fo- and a bunch I... of folders with characters in it? No. <laughs> like like classics, like the first Suicide Squad. Here's my Manila folder. Here are my, the pictures of all the characters. Yeah. No, no, I don't have that. Uh, if we had a full budget for this show, I would love to have a graphic designer have created a whole manila envelope of all our picks. But no, we didn't do that. But here are my... I, I did come up with like some other ideas while I'm doing this. But anyway, all right. 
One of which I want to see is KG Beast. Okay. Uh, I know yeah. that that guy, that guy who supposedly died in Batman vs. Superman was supposedly him, but I don't buy any of the Snyderverse. I don't give two shits. Go fuck yourself. Not you two, but in general. Um, <laughs> Cheetah. I would bring in Cheetah. I would bring in Kristen Wiig's Cheetah, and I would love to see Wait, Cheetah. Wait, so fuck the Snyderverse, but canonize 84. All right, all right. I, I, don't, I, I don't think 84 <laughs> changes. I don't think Hang 84 on. changes anything. Hang on. Two two what? questions pertaining to Cheetah. That's to be 30 question, years older. Question one. Do we age Kristen Wiig to be the appropriate age? So she'd be like in her 60s. No. No, I'm, she's, I'm, are you, she, is, or she's what? What's the, what's the other option? Yeah. No, that's that's just question one. You've answered no. <laughs> so somehow, yeah. somehow she stopped aging, a, aging in 1984. She just it's stopped. magic. It's magic. Uh, does does she, she also her? Does she still have her cheetah powers? Yeah. She will. Yeah, I I think she gets it back either during the course of the movie, in the beginning of the movie, and that sets her like right when she gets it back, she gets locked up. Either or, but like there's a magic because it's, it's magic. She was touched by magic. She's young now, or still you renounced young. her wish. Fine. She yeah. renounced her wish, but she was still touched by it. I don't know. It doesn't. Or it starts off where she's old, and then with the new magic, she gets de-aged. Okay. All right. You cool. Know, whatever. I'll take it. I don't care. I, I I didn't mind Cheetah. I didn't think Cheetah was the worst part of that movie. No, I didn't. I I didn't either. Uh. I so would also, was? and this, this <laughs> is what I'm I'm not so sure about because because Jai Courtney wasn't old. I would like to see Owen Mercer boomerang with super speed and boomerangs, but it might be too similar to Captain. So like, why would he have a? I don't know. You know. Is uh super speed boomerang because they he wasn't like he was a question yeah if boomerang yeah, didn't travel to the future so medic experimentation i mean honestly <laughs> like you know how yeah it could and... just be genetic If 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 he um, then I would have maybe Hector Hammond, not a son that's like literally the same age. But it would again. I thought it was funny that Green Lantern movie Hector Hammond. Humanite, like yeah. get another big. Can't bring back Peter Skarsgård, like brain. We get another yeah. brain. brain gold digger Harkness. You know what I mean? You're bringing back Kristen Wiig, but you can't. Was it Hero that picked Ultra? Think that like she could definitely be comedy. Personally, like I <laughs> a ferocious character, but then also well, and you also had his at his Owen get. <laughs> but like, what's what's your James Gunn and her? You know. Uh... Joe Mayo. Yeah, these like James Gunn. Work well together. Maybe. Mohawk? Maybe. No That's Mohawk. a maybe. Problem with Peter Skarsgård, man. Like, I like him. 
So ends around. Yeah, he's <laughs> Anjanae Yellow. I hate the Snyderverse. The DCEU, because mostly he just stays. Still be funny. Uh, yeah. You know. Mohawk, no Mohawk. <laughs> I want Kristen Wiig for the. I don't think. Give him oh, all yeah. silver hair. Yeah, I want to see. You put him in Suicide Squad, and he likes. Never touch it, which would be great if he steps out and then immediately gets taken out. Yeah, true blue silver fox. The fucker, and he doesn't do shit. <laughs> Give him a silver fox vibe. Like they're like, yeah. And let's well, not yeah, he hasn't the, done the most badass mother. Get slayed. He has. I don't care, but I. I mean, I'm more. You know, deaths. Uh, I was also thinking about Deathstroke. Attributed to him than any other living person, and then. <laughs> Oh, the mohawks necessary. You can give a run. I would like that for. Yeah, I want to see him do something in KG Beast. I would like for them for them to like build up KG Beast in the in the prologue as this like badass motherfucker, and like see him like kill prisoners in the prison, like just see him kill, and then right when he gets out, and then boom, he gets taken out. I, I, you know, that's a good idea. Uh, but the one that I need, the one that I need is Bronze Tiger. I need Bronze uh, Tiger. Bronze Tiger. And well, I need him to be good. Are, are I you going to br- be good. Are you going to bring back Michael J. White for that? Or From my, Arrow? Yeah. No. You want Kristen Wiig back, and you want Joe Manganiello, but Peter Skarsgård and Michael J. White get nothing. <laughs> I love Michael J. White. I just don't want to be married to it, you know? Nah. But okay, maybe I'd be. I'd be fine he with he it, probably but... could. He, he probably could pull it off. Like it'd be. Yeah. Uh, fuck that, Terry Crews. Terry Crews. No, because I I need him to do kung fu fighting. You know what I mean? Oh, like Terry like, Crews can't I, do kung fu fighting? I don't think so. I think Michael but J. Terry, White. Is like... But also, Terry Crews has already been uh, cannon fodder for a superhero movie. Well, I don't, I don't think, you know, I don't think Bronze oh, Tiger yeah. is going to be cannon fodder in this. One. No, I doubt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I, he's I the team so leader. I think that's what. That's yeah. what Dimitri's pitching. Yeah. Uh, well, either team leader or a little off of team leader because I'm not quite sure on how it would go. Also, I don't want it to be like okay, we got Deadshot, we got Bloodsport, we got we got Bronze Tiger playing roughly the same character. Not that they're all black, because I guess they, I, I mean, they are. Right, what do you got against black wow. superhero teams? That's, wow. All right. Uh, but is that what you want me to sign that anti-Wakanda forever petition? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, I would I would also put, like, I could put in Katana. I think having Katana come back actually yeah. be a badass. That was Karen Fukuhara from Boys. Like she's yeah. more than capable. Yeah. Oh, she, she has she has the soul of Rick Flag in her sword. Like she came afterwards and just stabbed him real quick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, wait, that doesn't make sense. And then it shows like 
him and he's like bleeding to death and then katana pops out of nowhere he's like yeah where were you and she's like i always have your back and she's she because like, he says she always has my back yeah except or, or, when she or, doesn't <laughs> wb wb executives are like okay but you gotta add this joke gotta catch them all gotta catch them all yeah the i love it wb execs they're like yeah you gotta put in this joke all right um magenta she's uh, a ma- uh mag- she's essentially magneto but in flash right and she has split personalities um she's a she's a, a magnetic uh uh person pharaohkinesis right joey um, king played her on flash and they totally butchered it yeah yeah they yeah. botched they botched that they botched a lot of characters on the flash uh they i mean they never they've never had the rogues like that's no like truly the rogues yeah. they never yeah. had it no they were too they i don't know i have so many problems and that's another show in and of itself uh plastique let's get a demolition expert plastique oh let's get some let's get some more cannon fodder like clock king count vertigo that's yeah and, I then, said... and then major force maybe we can have like major force being like in a like maybe the bad guys get a hold of Major Force and try to use them to create a bomb. I don't. They know. should fridge Major Force. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I'm, I'm actually I'm I'm surprised no one has, considering his infamy within like comic book culture. I'm really surprised Major Force hasn't been used or thought to be put into something. Yeah. Or like Captain made some, Adam too. Yeah. But like I mean, yeah, it just it seems like those two, like especially yeah, Major Force, like just like no one's thought to to bring him in on something or right. I mean, the last time he had big acclaim or at least at any face value was Superman, Batman, Public Enemies, right? The yeah. cartoon movie. You yeah. Know? However long so, ago that was. Yeah, that was the longest time. Um. Also, I had a cool twist for the end. Killer Moth, okay? All right. Stick with me. Stick with me. Killer Moth survives to the end. And Amanda Waller is saying, we cannot kill him. You cannot leave him behind. He is integral. And we have no fucking idea why this character would be integral. And it's because he has Charaxis in him. He has the demon Charaxis, which was like a small plot point in Underworld Unleashed. I don't know if you guys... I remember Underworld Unleashed, yeah. Uh, where he gets a demon bonded to him to make him more formidable. Well, they just you murdered know? him. They just murdered him in uh, the Black Label series that just started, Get Joker. Uh, the Suicide Did they kill Squad. Killer Moth in that? Yeah, right? I think so. I think that was the person who dies at the end of the first issue. No, that's Firefly. That's Firefly. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but having him be literally like get him in the building and leave would be a cool thing because you're also like you're activating his demon and you're killing him essentially, right? Like, yeah. There could just be that goal there where activate his demon, kill him, but that's the that's the coup de gras. If, if I'm using that word correctly, you know. Anyway. That's kind of my kind of my lineup. I would love to see Harley in the chair, though. 
like in the in the uh, room where they're making the decisions, it would be cool to see Harley there make an appearance. Um, but I, I don't know exactly what the pro the the plot would be because in this movie, The Suicide Squad, the themes are very evident: American interventionism, uh, 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 these these toppling over other uh, like over foreign dictators, that sort of thing. And so, like, I don't know what the third movie could be about to one up that. Yeah. So. Yeah, that, that's why that's why I went like um, uh, super spy. I was like, what's what's a genre that uh, someone could spoof? Because I think that's where you kind of have to start. Is yeah, because James Gunn started like he he found stuff to explore within it, but he was like he started by spoofing like eighties B action movies, like those those eighties B action movies, like those uh, Chuck Norris types, the the Predator types, you know the the Commando types, you know that's that's yeah. what he started with, and then he built the story from there. Uh, so so I think that's what you kind of have to do. You gotta you gotta figure out like what's what's your what's what are you spoofing and then move from there. How much do I look like Idris Elba right now? Just quite a bit, quite a bit. Well, you gotta right. you gotta lower that's down. My goal. Get <laughs> get next to it. You got to start a rap career that no one asked for. Yeah. I'm surprised there, was, there wasn't an Idris Elba song in this. <laughs> uh, have you, there's a, there's a, um, there's a, a British sketch group that has a um, family, family, I think they're called. And they have a Idris Elba sketch where he's like, oh, I'm Idris Elba. I'm a DJ. I'm a producer. I'm an actor. I'm a singer. I'm a fashion lawn designer. I'm a like, and he just like goes like, oh, I could do anything. And then, like, they're like, "Can you op-, like?" He's but like, it's open heart surgery on someone, and the guy dies. Oh yeah, I've seen that. I've seen that. Have you seen like, that? I'm Idris Selba. I could do anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, one. yeah. yeah. It's like, um, <laughs> yeah, I see that. That was quite funny. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Famalam, I think, is the sketch group. It's a British yeah. sketch group. Um, as we're closing up our thoughts, does anyone have any final thoughts before we get to uh, goodbyes and farewells? This might be this is definitely already top five uh superhero movies for me. Oh, okay. Like, I, like honestly, like I think it's imminently watchable and rewatchable. Um it's so well constructed from like the script up. The design work is amazing and it it succeeds where so many comic book films have failed especially pre-mcu in actually capturing the spirit of reading a comic book yeah like it's not the 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 eric banna angley hulk where it's right. fucking comic book panels or sam raimi which sam raimi is like he's a little bit more ham and so it, it feels in line with his his personal style but again, like the, the especially the first Spider-Man is just filled with comic panels and transitions uh, that like, and it's like no, like what James Gunn did was looked at what's the intent of scenes in comic books and how do they do that? What is the intent right. of a splash page? What's the intent of a title card? What's the uh, intent of all this? And instead of being like, okay, well, this is how they do it in comic books. I'm just going to recreate that on camera. It's like, no, 
I'm going to look at the intent and figure out how you do that same intent in film. Yeah. And it's like, a, it's a translation of comic books, not an adaptation or right. like uh, trans, transposing it onto film. Yeah. Like, oh, this is how you, t- like you get the same emotions as reading a comic book you get from this experience in the right. same way you kind of feel it as you read a comic book. And it's just so well acted, like, and, and so full, filled with heart. Like, I think people rag on uh, Guardians 2 for being a little lesser than Guardians 1, but Guardians 2 is so filled with heart. It literally ends with a shot of a raccoon crying because he's moved that his friends um, showed up for the, de- for the death of his friend, that he was proven wrong um, in his belief that people will abandon you in your greatest time of need. And it's like, Jesus Christ. Like, and this movie is so filled with heart. It, it has, men are literally ripped in half. Um, so many people die and it is so filled with kindness and heart and warmth. It's, an, it's amazing. Yeah. 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 Uh, I think um, I think dollars for donuts. This is probably the best film in the DCEU. Like uh, cinematography, acting, uh, script, directing. I think across the board, everything that goes into filmmaking, uh, soundtrack, uh, like all all of it across the board. I think this is the best. It's uh, undisputedly top five of the. Uh, uh, of the DCEU, um, definitely top 10 non-MCU superhero films that have come out in the last 10 years, easily, um, including the MCU, might be in the top 10 of superhero films just in general the past 10 years. Um, you know, it's kind of, at, at, at some points, it's kind of unfair to include MCU stuff. Like, you, you've got to, you got to really, you got to really, like, um, hamstring like i wouldn't throw that like someone was like i enjoyed the suicide squad more than black widow and i'm like well yeah that's not really fair one of them is literally a hail mary and the other is is not trying to be that um yeah but but uh i mean like i wish they would have made more like this from the beginning and i hope they make more like this from here on out it has yeah it has earned them one more shot. I, I, I said, I said after what was the last one? Oh yeah. Uh, Wonder Woman. I said after Wonder Woman, I'm not seeing any more. And then, and then I saw the trailer for Suicide Squad and I, I still was like, I'm not going to see it. And then you were like, go see it. I'm going to have you on the show. And I was like, okay, fine. I'll, I'll pay money <laughs> to go see it. Um, so they've earned one more from me. Uh, I, I, I don't know which one it's going to be yet. It might be Shazam. Like, I don't know which one it's going to be, but yeah, uh, what's the what's the subtitle for Shazam? Is Shazam uh, Fury of the Gods? Fury yeah, of the Gods. gods. Um, but I hope they make more because, uh, like, like Trevor said, this one had a lot of heart. It also had a lot of joy. Uh, it had spectacle and and it had a joyous a joyous 
gore, a joyous violence, a joyous humor. Uh, there was joy. You could tell that James Gunn was loving what he was making. You could tell the actors were loving what they were doing. You could tell that everyone involved with this production was loving it. And that is something that has been absent from almost every other one of these productions. And yeah. like, that is the message. Like we talked about earlier, what do you think they'll learn? I hope that is what they learn make films with joy like it's not rocket science uh but uh this one was nom noms this 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 was a nom noms movie uh i i mean dumb friends with it so i i i want more <laughs> i want more nom noms <laughs> um my 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 some of my closing thoughts were um when when people ask me who my favorite comic book character is i can't say because i like people's interpret like i like writers when they write it and they actually get it i think any character this is this is the i think any character can be a great character this movie is a great example of that you can write any bullshit character like polka dot man and make them something right so in a way this was almost like a suicide squad in a meta way we're throwing these shitty characters. We're giving them one more chance. They're maybe their only time on screen. Maybe, you know, maybe. Polka Dot Man might never pop up again. And that's fine. That was his one shot. That This was his Suicide Squad mission. To be in this movie, right? And, like, some characters are going to live and some characters are going to die. And there are characters in this movie that, like, might live on even though they're dead in this movie, right? Like, we don't know. But I think that, like, a lot of these characters, it comes down to how they're writing it and whether these executives are meddling with the movies, right? And, like, there should be characters that you hit out of the park. You're like, Harley Quinn, let's throw it into everything. But Harley Quinn in, the, in Suicide Squad, the first movie, barely did anything. She wasn't worth... Like, I... I, I she was fine. She was, she was objectified. The she, was, she was there because Margot Robbie was, was a, hot. Right. She was one of those, the best parts of the movie, but that's not saying much. Like, she was wasted, is what I'm trying to say, in that movie. And then in Birds of Prey, I thought she was great, and in this, she was great. And, like, point being is, like, you should think that, like, she'd be a moneymaker and everything, and she's not, because it comes down to the writing. And the writing matters in these movies, and how many revisions they go on, and whether that central vision is still continuing, and whether the WB executives are going to be meddling with that, right? And so, like, we cared about all these characters. Why? I don't know. When Savant screams and runs away, part of me is like, I wish he gets away. It sucks. He got put onto this hellhole. It was his choice, but it wasn't his choice. Like, and then he just dies. Like, that's life for them, right? Idris Elba does a really good job. Um, when he screams, his rat phobia, his his relationship yeah. to rat catcher, uh, it, even his relationship to his actual daughter is fucked up, but it was real. The whole fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. Like, that shit is real. John Cena, I hate him. Not John Cena, but I hated Peacemaker, but I I, I want to see more of him. Yeah. John Cena proves you can lose as a big-name actor. Like, the, this is something I talked about in Jungle Cruise. The Rock the doesn't rock. lose. He doesn't yeah. lose. If he ever loses in a movie, it's because it's not fair. It's a, it's a, it's a sucker punch. Yeah, that's or that, he throws like, himself to sacrifice himself, but he yeah. never loses. John Cena can lose, and and Drax, uh, Bautista can lose, and that makes them better. Yeah, you know. Yeah, completely agree. 
Yeah. That's why Black Adam has his own solo movie. He's not going up against Shazam. Why? Because he will lose against Shazam. He would have to lose against Shazam. The beast. Yeah. Right. And he's not going to lose. And that's what sucks. I love The Rock, but that's what sucks about him. And John Cena loses straight bullet to bullet against Bloodsport. Bullet to bullet. You know? Under his, like, bullet. bullet. Oh, that was so good because it was such good writing. That was literally the first uh, dick measuring contest those two had against each other. I would use a smaller bullet. And he literally uses a smaller bullet against him. And, and like, it's a joke that becomes a payoff yeah there is no there's no wasted second in this movie there's such an efficiency to it stuff everything leads into everything like one thing i I was watching again um just before was um the the death of thinker leading into the peacemaker um uh rick flag fight and it literally, like, just the, the the action of it is he gets his arm and leg ripped off and then the rest of him whipped into the window and that's the window where Peacemaker is. And just this, oh, like, yeah. the efficiency of the flow of motion and yeah. using it to tell the story, but also leading us through the story in a way that doesn't feel awkward. And even, like, the, like, the eight minutes earlier segment, like, we were in the middle of a fucking tense piece like a tense moment and it pauses and rewinds back and it doesn't feel like it's like missing or like what the hell like it's all everything is in service of everything and it's just really like just very impressive like just the the efficiency there's not a way nothing is wasted in this movie not a line not a shot not a not not a thing yeah yeah Completely. Um, uh, Daniela Melchior does a really good job. Where is she? There. She does a really good job. And uh, also, like, my, um, I have a list of five crushes that changes all the time. And so Emily Blunt, because of Jungle Cruise, is bumped up to top five as of, like, last week. And then I'm putting her in. I don't know how long she's going to stick there. I don't know how long she's going to stick there. But she was really cute and a delight and i want to see more of her because i also think like she's she's she she showed that she has chops in this movie and i want to see more of her from an acting reason and also just uh you know she's cute i'm i'm wondering if this if her next thing that we're going to see her in um if she if if this is going to be something that bumps her up to leading or if she's going to get another meaty supporting role cuz like, i think it's going to go the anna de armas route Okay. You know what I mean? Where she's not going to get a lead role yet. Give her, she'll but do I mean, another. But like, like, it, like Knives Out, she's the lead. Like she's been Anna Right, but she did so many more. before that. Anna okay. DeArmas had a long career before that, you know? True. Working her way up. I think it's going to follow. But yeah, but what I'm saying is but where she broke, when she broke big, it was in the lead part. And I'm wondering mm-hmm. if it this is obviously her big Daniela's big break. So I'm wondering if where the trajectory is going to go, if it's going yeah. to be in a leading thing, or if she's going to be kind of held in like supporting character roles. Um, but yeah, because she is, she's not the the lead. Obviously Idris Elba is the lead with, with Harley sort of a support, 
Um, but she's like the heart of the film. The yeah. James Gunn straight up said like that's the point of her. She's the heart of the film. Um, and she, I think she does it so well. Like her monologue about her dad. I love that line of, uh, I have, I have no issues with how much I love my father. Like that's just such a, a, a great line. So, so much about the character is delivered so well. She also has another line that says, if I, if I die because I gambled on love, it'll be a worthy death. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great line. Yeah, so it's I'm really I'm really curious yeah. to see where <clears throat> like what's gonna come from this for her. Yeah. Hopefully a great yeah. career. Hopefully a great yeah. career. Because like David, yeah. like uh David Shashmalin, like he's kind of already broken. Like he's like this is probably his most he's a character high profile. Yeah, right? this is most high profile character role. But yeah, but so he's not like it would just be cool to see like what's next for him but yeah but it's obviously like oh he's past his like oh the future is open it, the, the the brightness is coming uh your way sort of thing yeah he's going back to ant-man he'll be fine yeah <laughs> kurt yeah <laughs> yeah um thank you guys so much for coming on to the show talking with me about everything suicide squad related we created our 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 our, our cast for the next one if it was up to us it'd be super cool uh, but uh, we talked about the movies, what we liked, what we you know disliked, the characters, the moments. Um, thank you so much for coming on the show, Trevor and Hero. Thank you to the audience out there who is either watching us live streaming on volume.com slash The Keeg Show or on twitch.tv slash The Keeg Show or listening to our podcast uh, on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or iHeartRadio or SoundCloud or Google Play. Uh, however you guys are consuming it, Thank you for that. If you, wherever you are, if you can click like or follow or or the thumbs up or whatever you guys are doing, uh, write a review, a five-star review. That would be great. We would definitely appreciate that. Um, before we get going, Trevor, what's your social media? If you could say that out loud, you got any plugs? You got anything coming up? Uh, nothing coming up, but uh, you can follow me at Trevor Copter on uh, social media platforms. Um, that's where I'm at, at Trevor Copter. Um, yeah, nothing. I got, I got some irons in the fire that hopefully I'll be able to talk about. Uh, all I will say is I could, if, if this stuff happens, I could come on these, I could come on the Keeg and discuss them without breaking format. Okay. Uh, All right. Um, but yeah, that's, there's still stuff up in the air, but, um, once stuff comes more concrete, maybe I can talk about it, but for now, just social media. Find me there. Sounds good. <laughs> All right. Uh, hero, uh, what's your social media? Uh, where can we find you? Uh, you got anything coming up? Any plugs? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, my social media is at hero is my name. that will send you to my Twitter. That'll send you to my Instagram. I'm most active on those. Uh, Instagram's mostly pictures of me cooking. I'm a I'm a consummate chef, so follow me for that stuff. Uh, you can also follow my uh, my uh, improv company, Fancy Hobo at Fancy Hobo Improv on those social media sites as well. Uh, you can catch me every Friday uh, for Hazards and Hijinks, the live-action fantasy role-playing improv comedy show that I DM every Friday night. We are on a sabbatical for August, which is why 
I am on the king. Uh, I, I immediately called up Dimitri and said, hey, I'm free. Put me in your show. Hey, okay. Sounds good. So here, here I am. I may be in more. Who knows? But uh, we will be having more shows in September. So check that out. Uh, follow me. Follow Fancy Hobo for updates on Hazards and Hijinks. If you are a fan of comedy, if you are a fan of tabletop role playing, if you're a fan of fantasy, uh, any stuff like that, uh, we'd love to uh, have you be part of the community. Uh, other than that, you know, uh, follow me in real life. I, I uh, drive a Prius. Uh, you could you can find me. I'm not hard. <laughs> you're also in california so it might be a little yeah, bit harder. it's like <laughs> no just start following any prius yeah that's in, like in one day one hey, day, I, one day you'll find I, I live up in montana follow me i drive a, a ford pickup like <laughs> yeah, i have a ford pickup that, uh, with a little sticker that says don't tread on me we drive yeah. really really close and just start honking loudly you'll find me yeah, eventually right. <laughs> you'll find me eventually you might find jesus uh, uh, thank you, Trevor. Thank you, Hero. I can't stress enough to anyone out there who's watching or listening to follow at Trevor Copter or at Hero is my name on their social media. Uh, but if you're also, if you got social media, follow The Keeg on social media on TikTok and Instagram at The Keeg Show. Uh, we're all over social media, obviously. We're all over uh, podcast platforms and live streaming platforms. We try to be on everything. Just wait. We're gonna. I'm going to create a grinder. We're going to have a Keeg grinder, you know. Um, and, uh, and, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, that'll probably be where it ends. I'm the very key, excited key grinder. for the key grinder. Yeah. 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 Everybody's very excited for the key time. grinder. That's been a long um, time coming. <laughs> yeah. That's for, that's for coffee fans, right? I think. Yeah. Yeah. So that's been at the okay. top of your list, huh? The top or yeah. the bottom? What would you say? Coffee. Yeah. Coff, co yeah I don't know. Like... I feel like grinder, grinder. It's at the bottom of my list. It's at the bottom. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, you yeah. identify more as a yeah. bottom of the list, a bottom. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so thank you guys so much, <laughs> so much for coming on the show. Follow all of us on social media, wherever you're at. Uh, either way, we definitely appreciate you guys listening and following and, and being a part of this great thing. This is the Keeg Live. We just talked about the Suicide Squad uh, in two weeks, because this is every other show. Uh, in two weeks, we're going to be talking, I believe, about Spider-Man, just from start to finish. We're going to talk about all things Spider-Man. That's going to be super cool. And after that, two weeks from there, we're going to talk about Shang-Chi, because the Shang-Chi movie comes out at the beginning of uh, uh, September. And so we're going to be talking about that. That's going to be awesome, too. The Keeg Live is 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 every two weeks, but we also have the What If After Show. It's our late night after show that's going to be starting this week. Uh, we also have Instagram live chats Monday and Tuesday. Uh, and then we also have the Keeg Back on Friday nights and Comic Talk on Thursday nights. So basically, follow us on social media. You can keep track of everything. We got something for everybody. You got little ones. We got stuff. We got old ones. We got stuff. We got all sorts of things. But uh, thank you again for being a part of this ride. Once again, I'm your host, Mitra Pereira, and this has been another episode of The Keeg Live. Take care, everybody. Peace out. Bye.